And welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 581. And I'm here once again, not only to help you have the best vacation experience when you go to the parks, but now more than ever, I want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast, my live video broadcasts and chats on Facebook every Wednesday night, videos, blog, special events, and more. Whether you're a first-time visitor or have been to the parks hundreds of times, and if you're planning a vacation or love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in the show for you because each week I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. And if you're a new listener, thank you. Welcome. Please go back, check out some or all the past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else at www.radio.com. This week, I invite you to please walk and share with us as we wander and taste our way through the entire 2020 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. We explore each of the locations throughout Future World and World Showcase, sample and review the best of the best of the festival, and share our top three must-try items. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show. I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, our virtual meet of the month, other important updates, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. Before we get into this week's show, I had to take a moment and let you know that I have struggled deeply um, with this episode, Um, not just in recording it, but in releasing it, uh, obviously due to the current situation that we are all facing worldwide. Um, But I've always believed and I've always told you that I want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are. And I mean that, and I think now more than ever, this is even more important. Um, I understand and I am well aware that you may not have the opportunity for one reason or another to visit this year's Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, or even if the festival will continue once the Walt Disney World theme parks will reopen. But I've always wanted to make you feel like you are with me as I encounter and experience things in the parks or sit down for an interview with someone. And this time is no different. 
And so I want you to hopefully enjoy the sounds of the parks and picture yourself walking and eating and laughing along with us. Uh, All that being said, I also share throughout this recording events as they unfolded. Uh, This was recorded in two parts. While recording the first part, the news that Walt Disney World theme parks would be closing was announced. Uh, I stopped recording for obvious reasons and then went to Facebook Live to discuss uh, and share my immediate feelings. And I invite you to please go to www.radio.com slash community and watch or listen to the live broadcast uh, from that evening uh, with me and some of the people I was recording with and your comments um, in the chat uh, real time uh, as this was all unfolding. I believe it's it's really important that you do go back and listen, not just in context of the recording itself, but really our overall sentiment and reactions as it was unfolding. Uh, I chose to return to Epcot uh, after a lot of deep thought and consideration and deliberation uh, to finish our walk and review on that following Saturday. Um, I wasn't even sure that I would decide to eventually use any of the audio that I had recorded on Thursday or Saturday, but I felt that the need um, to not only finish and complete the show and review and discussion, but almost to return to the parks one last time and share as much of it with you before they were to close on the following day. Once again, while we were recording on Saturday, we learned that the college program cast members um, were being pulled from on stage and all of them were being told that they needed to vacate their housing and return home by Wednesday. Um, I spoke with a number of college program cast members who were near us um, in at one of the, the festival marketplaces just moments after it was um, announced and it all happened. Um, and I continue to be devastated for them um, individually and collectively for obvious reasons. Um, I, I share some of this in the following recording, um, but I, I did feel it was important to address it before you started listening. Um, I want you to understand and know that um, I was not only sensitive to what was going on, but it was happening as we were um, experiencing it right there in the parks. And it's important for me to share this with you before we get into the show, because I, I don't want you to listen and mistake or misinterpret any of our conversation or laughter as being disrespectful or not mindful of what had happened. Um, As we were recording, none of this had come to light um, as yet. And instead, I I hope that this and every show brings you some joy and comfort and hope for the future in the parks. And I will, of course, continue to share content um, on the podcast and the Wednesday night Facebook live and on social um, over the next few days and weeks and however long this goes on and certainly beyond that um, because it's always been in, in alignment with my mission from day one which is simply to talk about and share with you um, if you will allow me 
the things that simply make us happy about this place and bring you some of that Disney magic that I believe is so desperately needed right now. Um, So thank you for listening, for hopefully understanding and your friendship and your love and your support. Um, And please discuss not just this show, but what has been transpiring or anything that you want or need to on our group on Facebook. Um, I talk about being part of the community and conversation. And and again, now more than ever, it's more than community. It really is family coming together in a very difficult and uncertain and and very unsettling times. Um, So I invite you to please um, come and join us. Um, Know that you are family, whether you have ever posted there or not. Um, And that's over at www.radio.com slash community. And always, uh, please feel free to reach out to me either through the group or privately on Messenger or via email for anything that you want to discuss with me individually or if there's some way that I can help you um, through the show or or um, in any way um, that would be helpful to you. Um, thank you. We're all in this together. Um, and I didn't, that's sort of an accidental reference to High School Musical. Um, but more importantly, the, the song that has been sort of stuck in my head is um, it's a call back to Illuminations. And it's we go on um, and we will go on together. Um, so I hope that you enjoy our review this week. I hope you take it in the context and the uh, time it was recorded and that it does bring you some of that magic Uh, maybe a little distraction and hopefully some happiness as well. Enjoy. It's springtime in Walt Disney World, which really makes it the most wonderful time of the year. And if you've listened to the show in the past, you've heard me say that about the Food and Wine Festival, Festival of the Holidays, Festival of the Arts. And now I'm saying it again because I'm back at the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, which runs from March 4th through June 1st, 2020. Uh, I fall in and out of love very, very quickly. And my favorite festival is always the one that I'm just about to try next. And it is a beautiful evening on the promenade. I am surrounded by friends and you, my friend listener, who's sitting here at the table with us at Florida Fresh as we get ready to pregame and make our way around, really dine our way around, graze our way around the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. There's a lot to do, a lot to see, a lot to eat, and we're going to try and break it down and share really sort of the best of the best of the best. I'd call it a top 10, but we would know that that wouldn't mean anything at all. So I want to welcome to the table and uh, to the tasting tonight, Deanna Mangello. Good evening, everyone. And Lisa Denoto-Glasser from thecastlerun.com. Hey, guys. Good to be here. Jason Knapp from herewiththemagic.com. I am here and I am hungry. And that's exactly how we like you. And Kenneth Johnson, I'm going to make you up a website just because I need to have something to plug for you. Yeah, I think I think we really need to do that if I'm going to be on the show. I just always feel a little bit left out. 
nothing to promote. I have nothing to plug. I'm just here for your listeners, Lou. Unlike everyone else around this table, I'm just here for the listener. Like the shirt says, I'm just here for the food, is really why you are here. Um, that really is sort of the, the cornerstone me, of our it's friendship. about public service. I'm a giver like that. <laughs> I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says I'm a giver, too. <laughs> so... Public, here I come. I have a lot of shirts to order for Kenneth. Um, but I wasn't kidding when I said, really, that Flower and Garden may be my, and I know I say this every time because I can justify why each one is my favorite festival, but I think it is because it's that perfect blend of just the right number of food kiosks. I think food and wine festivals sometimes can almost be overwhelming and it can, and depending on when you go, it can be crowded. Uh, I love Festival of the Holidays because of the holiday decorations and the storytellers and the unique food items there. Obviously, Festival of the Arts brings something different. But I think Flower and Garden has that perfect blend of things to eat, things to see, as well as things to do. And really, today, we're going to focus on the food for all the reasons that Kenneth just laid out. But there's a lot of uh, destinations for... And what I like about this, too, it's a very um, family-friendly event, too. So there's... Things in Future World as well as World Showcase like Bo Peep's Playtime Training Ground, Outdoor Escapes is new in Future World West, the Goofy, good, the, not Goofy, the Goodness Garden Butterfly House, which our daughter is a, my daughter comes here and spends literally hours, and, and now she comes with her friends, and that's where she'll go and spend like two hours in easy. She's the Butterfly Whisperer. She's- the butterfly whisperer, that's what I was going to say. It's amazing. She goes in there and these butterflies just come to her and it's it's crazy. But I love the gardens. Like there's new miniature gardens in Germany. I love, love, love the bonsai and the uh, kokodama gardens in Japan. A lot of the festival blooms. I mean, I think this is where really Epcot may look its best, you know, in terms of the flowers and plants and, and topiaries that are planted around so we're all locals here. Do you guys find that you come to this festival for, for more than just the food? And if you say no, if you come to this food, that's a perfectly acceptable answer too. Flower and garden, I would say no. I come for the food, but uh, it's, I don't have a green thumb and, you know, gardening is not my thing. Um, I do come to the other festivals for more than just the food. But this one, I really love the food. And I agree with you. It's the right number of kiosks. It's not overwhelming. The crowds are lighter. And it's a great time of year to be here. So, uh, Lisa and Jason, you guys both have kids. What about you? I come here without the kids. So that it's that's so that I can eat without distraction. And then later we come with the kids. Uh, I love this festival. I think it's... I think this... This booklet, this this pamphlet of food looks so good this year. I'm so excited about this. Um, and it's I think it's the most beautiful festival for sure. And and everything just looks uh, it just everything's pops here. It's so much prettier than it already already is. I think the topiaries are spectacular and there's like there's about twenty five this year. There's a new dragon topiary in Japan, a new Remy topiary in France. At least you have younger kids too, so your experience with is probably slightly different too in terms of what your kids are interested in to come to see. Yeah, so I'm actually the opposite of Kenneth. I think more than any other <laughs> festival, I come here just, I, I mean, obviously the food offerings are amazing, but like Epcot is just more beautiful this time of year than at any other time. And between like the tapestry of flowers that's surrounding some of the water and the, the topiaries, it's just a really gorgeous time of the year to be here. My kids are all about the butterfly tent. Like they will, they want to come after school specifically to visit the butterfly tent. Um, and I never object because I love it 
there too and there's also like different playgrounds and stuff set up around that they love so definitely like the food options here are great but between like the concert series and how beautiful it is here and the other things that there are to do during this particular festival I think more than any other um, there are other things drawing here for this one besides the food. And I think there's a lot of learning opportunities here, too. So parents will be thinking about pulling their kids out of school because the interactive gardens are more than just things to, you know, play in, like, you know, the Bo Peep training grounds. But there's outdoor escapes where you can find out how to create your own sort of outdoor areas that bring family and friends together. So if you do not have a green thumb like myself, they really try and help you alongside some of the partners to learn how to do it. Um, Opening in April is Growing the Future where you find out uh, some hands-on experiments for adults and kids. The Healthful Trail, uh, again, the Goodness uh, Garden Butterfly House. A lot of interactive gardens, a lot of entertainment. There's two different scavenger hunts this year. Spike's Pollination. I love the fact that an old character is coming back again, um, Spike the Bee, and the new extravagant scavenger hunt. And there's also a new Garden Graze, where you can purchase menu items from select locations and get a unique complimentary commemorative keepsake as well so the passport is now just not a place to track what you're eating but there are things you can do um, as well there's tours I, I we were talking about it on the way in i think the tea garden tour and the royal tea garden tour in the united kingdom is one of the best tours on property anywhere I haven't done it yet, but this seems like a really good deal. $20, 45-minute long tour. Includes tea and scones. I mean, this is this is probably the best deal of all the things that you have to pay for, all the tours that are, that are uh, have a few. Oh, we should come back and do it together. Yeah, Jason's buying it. Oh, yeah, Jason's buying You need to sign up early, though, because it, it does fill up really fast. So you need to go and, like, we can stroll by there and find out the times, and then you guys can plan on coming back. It's It's amazing. Anything with scones is amazing. <laughs> they had me at scones. You know, on Sundays, I go shopping and have buttered scones for tea. I didn't need to know that. Did you know that? So the only giving that you're giving is to yourself? It's, it's, it's really Ken as a day. I chop, down, I chop down trees and eat my lunch? I mean, come on. That's the best Monty Python quote ever, and nobody got it. So as locals, you know, we, we have the blessing and the benefit of being able to come as often really as we like and take advantage of lesser crowds during the week, different things that happen um, that change throughout the festival, including the Garden Rocks concert series. I think a lot of us are sort of from the same age range and generation, and a lot of the, the bands here definitely speak to that. Do you guys find that you pick one or two out and come, or do you sort of walk by and sometimes stop and just listen, or do you say, hey, I need to go and see Herman Her- Herman's Hermits or... Thelma Houston, and I'm getting online early to make sure, or do one of the dining packages. You, I, Kenneth, Kenneth, for some reason, I see you being an expose. Expose? I just saw them. We have to come back for that. Flock of Seagulls? I could see oh, a couple Flock of, of Seagulls. Songs. All those British invasion bands from the 80s, they're so awesome. Knock three times on the ceiling if you want me, Tony Orlando and Dawn. <laughs> Actually, Dawn is not here. It's just Tony Orlando. They had a very bad breakup. But yeah. I do. But there's a lot of new bands this year too Air Supply Supply is back Uh, Ambrosia Thelma Houston, the Almond Bets I don't know who they are Stop singing Survivor How's that song go again? Wait, Don McLean? (laughs) How did I not know Don McLean was here this? Are you surprised that he's here or surprised that he's still alive? (laughs) I'm surprised that he's here No, that's American Pie Peebo Bryson, if ever you're in my arms again 
baby. Hey there, Delilah. No, I walked by when he was playing the other day, and it was so good. Survivor, May 31st. And Crystal, listen, don't get me singing. That's the one. Don't get me singing. Sailing. Sailing. Take me away. Okay. There you go. And we've actually done Ladies' Night at Rick Springfield before. Because it's ladies' night and the feeling's right. Anyway, so there's a lot to do even beyond the, the food. Obviously, merchandise for a lot of people is a huge deal. They have really cute stuff this year. The Orange Bird stuff and the the, the new Spike the Tea Mug um, I, I, is, I think, the, the Disney merchandise people of the past few years, really when they're designing stuff, say, is this Instagrammable? Is this going to do well on the gram? And, and some of these things absolutely do. Are you guys big when you come as or collecting any of the merch as well or the only merch that you want to put is the, the stuff in your belly yeah. pins I look for pins sometimes if they're interesting I like yeah as a logo I think you hit your wall for merch pretty fast um, but I you know I, I, I enjoy it still What's and the um, and I like minst- um, the magnets are it's you don't know don't have you not is seen it, it? we not have to find it. the magnets yeah, the magnets the annual pass holder so, magnet if they have any special figment stuff Nicholas loves figments yeah. so we have Figment is uh, fingers. So, and one of the things I love too about the outdoor kitchens is um, they've really, you know, for years I've always felt that Walt Disney World was not just a place to go, but for a lot of people that had special dietary requirements, was the place. And for some people, would tell me it is the only place they could go because of how accommodating they are, because you were always able to go and ask a chef. Not just at a table service, but a counter service restaurant, and they would be very accommodating. And over the years, they have done a lot more to put some of those plant-based items and gluten and wheat-friendly items on the menu, and they're identified um, in the books themselves. So even the festivals, too, now are super accessible for people. I think what we have found, um, and we all have the waistlines to prove that we this is not our first rodeo, and you cannot do it all. Um, way back when... Pre, pre-Lisa, pre-Jason, pre-Kenneth. Do you remember we used to do walkabouts and we would stop at every single kiosk? We'd be here from 11 o'clock in the morning. I remember those shows. <laughs> I remember those shows and I remember thinking, could I rise to that challenge one day? Sivako, you can't do it. I will never forget. There was one year we ended up in Morocco and they had the lamb kefka. And we went off to the side and I, don't, I was looking at somebody and I just had this feeling on my face I'm like, I, I can't like I just can't put anything else in my mouth tonight and it's almost you do a disservice you know I've never had that feeling I, I'd really like to know what that's like today you might find out today but we're going to try and do it right today because I think what we're doing right now much to Jason Jason's giving me the hairy eyeball like dude shut up and let's walk but I think you do need to almost sort of pre-game a little bit and go through the book as we've done um, I love the you fact that they've right. added right pre-game we should be eating well well uh, Lisa and Deanna actually pre-gamed over beverages here at the uh, Florida Fresh. So they were sort of practical. But you get an idea of what to expect before you even get there. So you can really get an idea. Because otherwise, if you think you're going to sort of go along the way, by the time you get two-thirds away around a promenade, you're done. So we've gone through the menu a little bit. We've circled things we want to hit. I think we need to get up and get mobile, enjoy the light crowds on this Thursday evening and uh, and make our way around. So we're at, starting at Florida Fresh, sort of in the back of World Showcase. Um, it's ladies' choice, and by ladies I mean all of you. Which direction you want to? Which direction you want to go first? Do we go towards France, well, or do we go towards Morocco? To France. Yeah, we're just we so France. close. We, 
hit France and then we head back yeah. that way. Because I think we've all we picked a couple of things. We all have sort of different ideas of what we want to get from from France too. So I think we should uh, I think we should hit it and hit it hard. Yep, I've learned too that. Let's get this duck in my belly. I better just go along with the flow because you guys introduce me to things that I might not have chosen for myself. So sometimes it's even more fun not to pregame. Yeah, and I always appreciate the dynamic uh, between the three of you two. India, I'm looking at you. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> Is there a booth tonight? No. Was there? It was. Was it food and wine festival? No. I think there was. Yeah, there was a definitely a dis, be, dis, differing will opinion. Be something like that tonight. I, I hope so because it, it's record, podcast gold. For the record, you all loved Italy. No, Italy we was did. really good, yeah. which was Italy surprising was, after Italy your opinions on other foods. I will say that you opened a whole new world, just like the song. I love Italy now, and every festival, I always check there first. You know what's interesting? Having known her for 20-some-odd years, when Deanna gets quiet, that means she's really hungry. If she stops talking, that means she wants to start moving along. She's nodding. Yeah, let's go. As we begin the long walk um, to France, (laughs) as we cross the Strait of Gibraltar from uh, Morocco... You guys um, shared, thankfully, a watermelon, um, it was a watermelon cucumber slushy, which is available with or without gin. No surprise, you had the adult version of it. Um, what did you think? Um, it's so good. It was one of my favorite things last year, and it was really good again this year. It's um, it's really this light, and the combination of water, watermelon and cucumber, Like it makes me surprised that they don't offer that in more dishes because they mesh so well together. It's a nice summer drink. It's an amazing summer drink, especially when you're here on the promenade and it's really hot. So you need something that's extremely refreshing. <laughs> Thank you for not disappointing. <laughs> All right, so we are in France, um, the Fleur de Lis. They have, and I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to bother with the French pronunciations. There's a goat cheese tart with caramelized onions on a flaky pastry crust. You had me at goat cheese and caramelized onion. Jason's yelling at me that I'm reading and not walking in line. Um, there is also the braised duck confit a l'orange with mashed sweet potatoes, the brioche cake with light pastry cream, and the eggclair with raspberry and chocolate mousse. I assume oh, we're also getting the La Vie and Rose frozen slushy. Lisa has pointed out, like, how could you possibly leave that one off? The one I'm excited about is the goat cheese tart. I love goat cheese. I love. I could eat caramelized onions like right out of the pan. It's like candy to me. You want the tart and the duck? I want the tart and I want the duck, and I want it as soon as I possibly can. The tart So what's nice about what I love about the festivals too is if you say, you know what, I'm not a duck person. I've never tried duck before. This is the perfect opportunity to do it. Your entry point is they're at five fifty, six twenty five each. The frozen slushy is the most expensive thing on the menu by far at eleven seventy-five, but it's a small yet still shareable portion. So it allows you to be a little um, adventurous on the culinary scale. Well, I actually love duck confit. It's something that I make at home, and um, it's one of my favorite things to make. It's one of my favorite things to eat. And um, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's duck, which is sort of braised or baked in its own fat so you put like three or four inches of duck fat in your pan and then you just put the duck down in there and cook it at about 350 degrees for as long as it takes until the meat starts falling off the bone and then you take it out and you put it in a hot skillet and 
um, make the skin crispy, and it's one of the best things you've ever put in your mouth. What are you doing? I was, I was, no, I was going to order a bunch of stuff. What did you order? I got the tart and the, and the confit and a bottle of water. And So we also need a, a La and Rose slushie, please? Yes. And should I get two of everything? Should I get two of those, you think? Yes, and you need to get one of these slushies. I just got this slushie. So what are you getting? Should I get two tarts and yes, two? two tarts and two. Okay, yes. two tarts and two ducks, please. And his bottle of water and a frozen slushie. One? Anything else? No. That's a good start. All right, we are going to start. First of all, as they handed them to us, like they smelled so good and so savory and rich. We're going to start with the caramelized onion tart in a flaky pastry crust, also known as... <laughs> You're going to make me do it. Okay. Tarte au oignon caramelisé et chef. Right, that's the goat cheese tart. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um so you've started. So Jason didn't wait for anybody. So go ahead. I mean, why should today be any different? This is delicious. This is this is wonderful. We should have bought three of these. Mm. We may have to come back. Mm. It's, it's right by the egg. I didn't think I was going to like this, but it's absolutely delicious. It's buttery and flaky and lighter than I expected. It's not heavy at all and very airy. So it's really good. Yeah, I mean, how could you go wrong? It's goat cheese and caramelized onions. It's funny. I don't usually go to head to France just because as it starts to heat up here, like French food is the last thing that I crave. But and it's honestly like not the most aesthetically pleasing food that you can get here. But it's that's fantastic. It's really, really good. Yeah, don't miss that. That to me is almost like dessert. Like I could have that dessert because the, the caramelized onions and the goat cheese are so sweet. Yeah. And um, am I detecting a little bit of Dijon mustard in there? Just a tiny little bit. It's really good. I, I love the puff pastry. Yeah. Even on a warm day like today, yeah. that's fantastic. And so if we were to rate that out of five, I mean, we all in agreement it's a five out of five oh, yeah. by far. Five. I'm yeah, gonna I like f- to leave room to go up. <laughs> I know. We start off that way. But so the uh, bruck, the braised duck confit a l'orange with mashed sweet potatoes. Um I, I'm hearing oh, ooze, and I, there's, there's eyes. There can't be a five. There's, no. there, the tart can't be a five. I'm sorry. I agree. This, this is incredible. This duck. I don't even know what I just tasted. It's so good. Everything, everything works together. Is that what that crust? It's like a Parmesan crust. It's really good. Yes. Yeah. No, this is the orange. Oh yeah. This crispy. Oh, it's cheese and orange. Cheese and orange. Mm. Right. Parmesan. There's parmesan. Wow. There's parmesan. That's delicious. I have to say, that is remarkable. Wow, that's really good. And I'm not even a big duck eater, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Like the, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the like, the sweet potato. Is it sweet potato? The sweet potatoes complement oh, the, the, the savoriness the of the duck. So nice. And everything on its own also tastes really good. Mm-hmm. The the cheese and the orange and the oh. <laughs> yeah, I I like this. This is not like traditional it's more creative uh, like there's not normally this kind of a thick brown sauce with duck confit but it's delicious and and the sweet potatoes is something you don't normally see but usually you would have regular mashed potatoes or uh, or dauphinoise potatoes something like that but this is really really delicious wow i you know i thought that the goat cheese thing i was like there's no way this is going to beat it that's good, and and you're not a duck I'm not person. A duck person at all, and with the 
That, you're right, Kenneth, with the gravy on there and the sweet potatoes mashed like that, it's per, it's perfection. Nice portion size, too. Okay, so maybe then we're going to throw this rating system out the window on the second thing. It's a five plus, like. That's why you can't start the five. It's dangerous oh, to start at a five because you can't go up from there. Oh. I went back to the tart. But you know what? That, that crispy thing, actually, yeah. if you just eat it by itself, yeah, it's, right? it's sweet. It has like a, an orange sweetness. Yeah, wow. On its own. Everything on its own. There's a lot of depth of flavor in that yeah. single dish oh, far and away. Yeah. That's, this is one of the best things I've ever had at a festival, at a festival. kiosk ever. ever. This. I mean, <laughs> this is our first kiosk. I'm hoping it goes over. Right. I'm just hoping it gets better. I'm a little. I'm kind of disappointed that it may all be downhill from here. Well, we haven't been to Italy yet. That's true. And it's funny because I think a lot of people might walk by France because they this. You know what I mean? I think this is one that you're like. Oh, I'm not a duck person. There was no line. There was absolutely no line. Much to our. And but you know, if only there was something to wash it down with a Latvian rose frozen slushy vodka grape goose. Lorange vodka, St. Germain liqueur, white and red cranberry juice. Ladies, you have already uh, begun to partake of the beverages. It's fantastic. Very not too heavy, not too sweet. The cranberry, I think, gives it a nice, like, tart hint. Um, that's not overwhelming. So it's it's really good. It tastes like this not too sweet, like tart, fruity, floral, and it's frozen. Obviously, it's a slushy, so it's very refreshing. Um, Oh, it's 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 really really good. It's really, really good. it's like a grown up Slurpee. Yeah. This is delicious. You know what? While you guys were talking and drinking, I had the last taste of that tart. Good Gandhi, that's so good. I'm sorry, man. It wasn't a taste. That was half of it. <laughs> it was the last piece. <laughs> All right, let me try this. Oh, that is, and there's no. You don't. There's no sort of bite from um, the 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 vodka or the liqueur at all. Even the little bit of the tartness from the the cranberry juice is really. That's a really nice compliment to these three dishes. Hmm. Chick flick. Didn't see it. <laughs> You're not going to try. It. <laughs> you didn't have this. No. You have to try this. No. You, you know, have to. You haven't had the full experience. I, want, I don't want to talk about why. But is it because it's pink? No, it's because yes. it's a communal drink. Okay. <laughs> I really like that. I like the frozen slushy. Imagine having that. Well, I mean, even tonight, it's a little bit of a warm night. That uh, that take. Oh, look, there's Princess Aurora. Hi, call me. And it's actually the perfect thing to cut the richness of the foods that we just ate because it's so tart and light. Um, yeah, I would definitely, like, if you're down for an adult beverage to go with your French kiosk food, like, definitely go with that. You know, you're right. France, like, right off the bat, is going to be hard to beat in terms of everything sort of firing on all cylinders uh, across the board. France is a... definite must-stop here. Yeah, this is... Um, I, I don't know what rating system I'm using, but this is very high up. France is going to be hard to beat. But, this is the new five. This but is the new five. France is the new five. I dig that. So... What we need to do is um, challenge accepted, throw down a gauntlet, see what's next. I'm kind of sad that this isn't the taste that gets to stay in my mouth. It can be because if you if you're right, if you park if you park in the if you park it in in the um, uh, the international gateway, then this can be the last thing that you have at the end. Of, that's 
If That's I, the play. If right I'm there. capable of eating this again at the end of the evening, we have not done our job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we need to move on. Are we are we heading towards Canada or are we doubling back towards Morocco? Oh, we're going back towards Morocco. Kenneth, Jason didn't even give the wasn't it? Oh, there's a fried cauliflower that has your name on it. God, that was so good. The Taste of Marrakesh has the harissa chicken kebab, fried cauliflower with capers, garlic, parsley, and chili ranch sauce, and the walnut honey baklava. We're going to go just fried cauliflower so we pace ourselves, which some of the ladies in our group do not seem to be doing. Hello, can we have a fried cauliflower, please? So first things first about the Taste of Marrakesh and the fried cauliflower, at $7, it's a huge portion size. We could have, there's five of us, we could have easily have gotten one and split this. There's a lot of, but this is, but that's actually good though, right? So we're talking about value for your dollar. There's clearly a lot here. Uh, some of you, before we started recording, again, because you broke the rules, started to eat, and the first thing you talked about was the taste of the garlic and the taste of the chili. The you talk while I eat. The capers are delicious on here, and this sauce is like a spicy romulan sauce. Outstanding. I mean, it's it's good. Like if you need a vegetarian option, it's 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 got a it's got a very spicy kick to it. I mean, it's not insane, but on a Disney spice level, it, it does have a pretty strong kick to it. It's tasty. I love capers. Um, it's got slivers of garlic on it. Um, it's it's not mm. not good. <laughs> garlic good. Capers good. Spicy good. So, it's all good. I like. I'm only eating this because it's fried. <laughs> Well, but it's, it's fried well. It would be better, I think, without the cauliflower. It would be really good. Like if it was just a hush puppy. Yeah. I think this is delicious. It's not as good as what we had in France, not even by a stretch. But it's a nice snack and it's a good deal. It is, And this, by Disney standards, this is really spicy. spicy yeah. yeah. Like I have that in a good... I have the hiccups. I have this... Um, the, the, the heat sort of sits on your palate. I would have liked to have gotten a bottle of water. It would have been a nice uh, compliment to this. But it does, and I love I love the garlic, and I love the fact that there's slivers of fresh garlic right on there. I don't think that you have to get this because it's a vegetarian dish. It's, it's, it's a nice... Look, I love fried cauliflower. So I sort of dig this. Again, we can't... You can't hold it up against France because we're on two different playing fields, different ballparks. Yeah, it's completely different. It's not... It, it's tasty, and if you if you're looking for something that doesn't have meat in it, it's a, probably a good option. I feel um, like we should have a separate standard, like a separate grading system for like snack like items, fried for vegetarian items, well, which we know aren't going to be as good. I feel like in its weight class, this is very good. In its weight class, what do you mean in its I weight think class? for what it is, it's an option at the festival. It, yeah, but I think for what this is, it's a huge sure, portion it's of fried cauliflower. <laughs> That's which which that's spicy. Like, if that fits into your wheelhouse, this absolutely delivers. Theater, I'd get it every time. <laughs> it's just like that'd be fantastic at the dining theater. This would be great. Okay. If we had this Split before them. the if we had this before the duck, right? It would be a different. It would be a different. Snack. Yeah, this is a great. I think this is a great snack, and this is highly walkable. Yeah, you can walk this and yes, shareable. Yes, it's it's walkable and shareable with people who will like it. <laughs> people who actually. Will enjoy it. It would be better. It's a floor wax <laughs> and a dessert topping. <laughs> Nobody uh, other than us is going to get that 1977 Saturday Night Live reference, but uh, uh, 
like I dig this. I don't know that this would be the thing that I come back for specifically, but I like it. I like the way it tastes. How's I would it? like to see it with like some fresh cut mm. tomato on top to like kind of cut the mm-hmm. the weight of it. It's like it's fine. It's Sixteen ounce ribeye. <laughs> it would be really good. Yeah. Okay. So judge accordingly. I like it. Again, uh, the fact that it's fried and it has a lot of garlic and spicy is good for me. So, uh, but we need to move on because look. Off in the not-so-distant distance is Hanami, which is Japan, which you know has a very near and dear place to my belly and my heart. So in Hanami, we've decided collectively, uh, after very little debate, that we have to get the frushi, which is strawberry, pineapple, and cantaloupe wrapped in sweet rice and pink soy wrap. There's the menchi katsu slider, which is Japanese-style panko-breaded beef patty with tonkatsu sauce, mayonnaise, cucumber, and pickled lotus root. And the salmon flower akura... We were debating, but it's not just salmon, but it's served with watermelon radish and chilled ramen and poke sauce. You had me a chilled ramen, and do we remember? Wait, what was the chilled ramen? The, the frothy ramen? Oh, from no, it, nothing could be as good as the frothy ramen. And are we getting either the strawberry strawberry nigori sake or we're getting the Ferrano Mortar, Martini? <laughs> you go. We went from one to both. Kenneth's going to need his own martini. Do you want your own martini? No, no. No, I can. I, I am really curious because I love Oh, you yuzu. love yuzu juice. So, all right. I'll get two martinis, a sake. And are one of these enough for everybody? Yeah, right. Konnichiwa. Can I please have a frushi, a katsu slider, the salmon akuru, a salmon nigori sake, and... And uh, two martinis, please. And a bottle of water, please. Arigato. I just said off mic, I'm like, hold your oohs and ahs. They started before, like oohs and ohs. Like, that's cool. So it, you guys have decided on your own to start with the beverages, uh, the strawberry nigori sake and the uh, frontal martini. So nigori sake is my favorite type. It's a cloudy, it's an unfiltered sake. So it almost has a a milky appearance to it, but is not necessarily um, thick on the palate. Since you guys have tried already, um, tell me your thoughts on the two beverages and then I'll... They are lovely. The strawberry nigori sake is like a creamy, it's not overly sweet, which is what I thought. I was really worried that it was going to be too sweet strawberry. It's not at all. Um, And then the, what's the other one called? Oh, the, yeah, the Ferrano um, Martini is um, vodka, lavender syrup, and yuzu juice. And you really get that tart yuzu, and then the lavender is very floral. They're, they're, both, they're both really, really good. So, Kenneth, you said you were a, a yuzu connoisseur. Tell people what yuzu is and what you thought of the beverages while you're... Well, I don't know about connoisseur, but I'm a huge fan of yuzu. It's a citrus fruit that grows in Japan. And um, it's a, it looks a lot like a lemon, and it has, like uh, Lisa said, a very tart, uh, kind of citrusy flavor. And I love it. I love yuzu-infused salt, and I love uh, this paste called yuzu kosho, which is uh, yuzu uh, zest with uh, chili peppers and oil. And it's delicious on sushi. It's delicious on beef. It's 
fantastic. And so anytime I get a chance to try something with yuzu or yuzu kosho, I always do. And this drink is wonderful. I feel like it's like popping up everywhere. Like ever since we had our meal, we're looking longingly at Takumi Te. Do you remember when we discovered yuzu? Do you remember when we discovered yuzu? And we were the only ones who knew about it because of Kenneth. It's everywhere. Kenneth, I think I need to dine with you more often because I absolutely love how you describe that. So I'm going to come to your house and you're going to teach me how to use this yuzu with the chili lime right. sauce. I'll on give the, you some. On I'll give you some yuzu kosho. I like it. I'm it's coming. wonderful. I'm going to be there. You guys need a moment because I can leave. <laughs> this martini, this martini is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This that the drink in France was really good. This blows the pants off of the drink. Wow. Print. That's... Well, it's, so... it's interesting. You know what I mean? It's not just like this it's light. Different. It's different. It's very different because it's very, it got that sort complex. of tartness that sort of sits on the, the roof of the mouth. Mm. I love the Naguri sake. So I was concerned about having the strawberry infusion. Yes. You almost don't taste. It's more of a hint than anything else. And it's, again, even though it has a sort of milky appearance to it, it, it doesn't sort of, it's not heavy. It's not like a heavy, like... Milk was a bad idea. It's not... Um, you can drink it on even a warm day. And obviously, it's, it's going to be a really nice compliment. The one thing I love about Japanese food is how the sakes and the drinks really complement the foods very, very well. Um, you broke rank, young man, and you started eating frushi before everybody. I don't know who brought was, that guy. It was calling my name. I couldn't help it. I'm, I'm, I kind of regret it now, though, because I know I'm going backwards. Yeah, you are. We almost did frushi just because it's a it's it's we have it every year. Um, so know, let's... I've never had frushi. This is my first frushi. All right. So then, what do you think? It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's pretty. Yeah. It, it's a safe. It's a safe sushi. Yeah. It's a safe sushi not, entry point. Yeah. It's not sushi. It's not well. well but for if you're a kid or someone who doesn't the, I like the idea of sushi but wants to sort of have this sushi experience, it's a, it's a that's. Fun sushi-shaped treat. So it's, actually, it's actually a staple of Flower and Garden. Like, they have it every year, so you have to yeah. come and get the frushi. It's like a, a staple in my house. Like, Mom, Flower and Garden's here. we got to go get frushi. All right, but more importantly, let's move on to the katsu slider. Kenneth, did you get a piece? Uh, not then yet. this is you. Not yet. That's you. Yeah. And I'll just take... Wow, thank you for saving me. You're welcome. <laughs> Can somebody get a picture of the tiny piece that, that you saved me? Oh, we can split this. No, this I've... is a big piece. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Well, let's just see. I only had a tiny little piece. So I think what I think knowing it was a tonkatsu going in, I was expecting more of a like crisp fried like textured thing, and it's more like a very flavorful burger. It's a it's a very safe. It's it's a very this is a very safe pavilion in terms of again, if you want sort of an easy entry point into Japanese food, these are very easy. Although we haven't tried the salmon flowered. Okuri yet. It pairs well with the mar- it yeah. pairs well with the martini. I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of the slider, but when I had a sip of the martini, it made the slider a little bit better. And the slider's new this year. Um, so let's. We need to. This is not the most shareable item, although it's beautiful and it's served in a little kind of collectible flower pot. You can take that little flower pot home and plant more salmon in it or something. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to share this, but I almost want to get down. To the chilled ramen with the poke sauce underneath it. Dump it in there. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this in here. 
and then maybe somewhere I can cut up yeah. the salmon. It's just a nice piece of sort of sushi grade salmon. Oh, it's actually. Mmm. Oh. Is there a broth? No. Oh, it's got. You you taste. It's very. It's a very light um, noodle dish. It's got um, uh, spinach and that that watermelon radish. Um, do you try it? Try that. That's really. Wow, that's really good. Let me try that. Let me try some of the salmon. So that's my favorite by far. The 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 salmon flour decor. Yeah. Yep. This is probably the least shareable dish, certainly that we've encountered. But maybe in the all the kiosks, we'll see. You know what makes that? But it's delicious. The roe. The roe makes it. Yeah, adds the salt to it. Yeah, adds depth. It's nice. It's so good. Yeah. If they could give me about a pound of the ramen, yeah. I would walk around with that. That's I would do that all night long. Yeah, but for you, I mean, it's one. It's a singles person. Yeah, very dish. much. Shocker. Um, Lou's favorite dish is in Japan. No, I'm not. This is not my favorite dish. Favorite of France right now is still really. Yeah, France is going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Um, this is not my favorite. All this. This is my favorite of the dishes here. But oh. if I had to put this up against the chilled, the frothy chilled ramen, oh, I'd still go frothy chilled ramen anyway. Yeah, no, the frothy chilled ramen is was at a different. Le- what was the event a few years ago when they had the big bowl of? That was festival of the holidays uh, two years ago. God, that was so good here. It was fantastic. You moved here too late. Yep. You got to come back um, for that. So, um, all right, good. It's um, we're, we're being fair. France is still. France is still leading. I do. I of all the things that I would come back for, I would have the sake and the salmon uh, flour akura. Yeah, yeah, and the um, the martini as well. Like I think that the the two drinks that we had were the standout items, and and the salmon flour. Oh. All right, let's uh, let's get mobile. There's a lot to cover. All right, let's do it. And people are distracted by the flower rock the flower power concert series, so there'll be less lines over at America. So we're here at the Magnolia Terrace, which is in the rear of the American Adventure Pavilion. You can hear the guess who rocking it out in the back. And as we walked up and we're deciding what we want, I usually, Sean, I say half-jokingly that we'll take everything. But really, we're going to take everything. We're going to go with the southern seafood boil, shrimp, mussels, crawfish, potatoes, corn, and andouille sausage. You're saying Jason is saying two. We're getting two. Jason says we're getting two of those, Sean. We're also going to get two, not one, but two orders of the grilled oysters with Cajun butter. That's that all thing. has... Oh, wait. Am I getting two of... No, just two of the oysters. Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. Two oysters of one boil, two oysters. Okay. Sorry. We're going to do a, a house-made bone two ways with spicy mustard. We'll do one of those, please. Okay. Um, and which is better, the cake or the praline? No, we're getting the praline. I think we have to get both, okay, right? Praline. We have to do the pecan cake... And the pecan praline, please. Um, are, are we, we're not getting anything to drink. They have a few, a couple of lagers, ambers, an amber ale, a beer flight at 9.50. Um, but no, we're just going to eat our way through. Uh, select dishes featuring product from Burton's, Maplewood Farm, and Melissa's Produce. So we've got one boil, two oysters, a boudin two ways, pecan cake, and pecan praline. Perfect. Sound good? Yep. All right. What's the damage? 37.50. No, I got you. All right. Thank you. So we found a beautiful, quiet spot, and there are many, um, on the shores of the World Showcase Lagoon. It's my favorite time of night. It's sunset. 
we're in Germany about to partake of some potato pancakes. Um, we sampled the entire menu at Magnolia Terrace. Uh, the guess who was playing, so we moved our way down. And because it was so loud, we couldn't record our review. And we tried the Southern Seafood Boil, which had a large portion to it. The two orders of the grilled oysters, um, which are famous in New Orleans. Drago's, I'm looking at you. Housemade Italian boudin, which is a, a, um, a sausage that also had a, a fried rice ball with it. A pecan cake and a pecan praline. And much to our dismay, um, America is not our favorite pavilion. It's my favorite country. I wave the flag hard, but it was not our favorite pavilion like across the board. And I think we were all, we were not just disappointed with the food. I think we're disappointed that we're disappointed because everything on the menu looked and sounded so good, but it didn't necessarily deliver on what the promises were. The the boil was a, a huge portion, but was not incredibly flavorful like I almost would have liked like a, a richer old bay or something seasoning on it um, the, the pictures really did not do it justice um, we were a little disappointed the pre, the, the, the praline was a, uh, a pre-packaged very very sweet cake um, I, I want to try and say you know I was trying to figure out a way to excuse it but there's nothing like we just we didn't love it um, Anybody else thoughts on yeah, America? I just want to say for those listening, don't confuse what we're saying here with what we might say about the smokehouse because this is completely different. This is just the kiosk. We're not commenting on the smokehouse. I've heard by all reports it's great. But Sam Eagle would be so embarrassed if he had had the food we just had. And in the past, America has been really like the burnt and hash was like a staple of all yeah. the festivals. And I understand what they what they were trying to do here. You know, a New England seafood boil, a southern grilled oysters, and the, the boudin and the pecan cake. So I understood, or maybe everything was sort of meant to have that sort of southern feel to it. And, like, I've been to Drago's. We've been to New Orleans, and I understand the intent, but it did not execute as well as I would have liked. No, so, it was... Go ahead, Deanna. No, so the, the oysters were... They were grilled oysters. They, were, they weren't bad. They weren't great. They came with cute little Tabasco sauce. They did. I, I did. I liked it. Yeah, I absolutely like it's that. a good. It's a relatively good deal for right. for what they are. But it, I um, I just I think it's enough to say that we we moved on to the next food as yeah, quickly we as we because yeah. we could. If you're stranded there, I would I would, and you can't go anywhere else. I would get the boudin with the rice ball. That was probably the most passable thing that I had. Which was better, the rice ball or the or the fried cauliflower? Oh, the cauliflower is better, yeah. Well, and I, you know what? So I would even say this. So, it depending on how adventurous of an eater you are, the southern seafood boil, if you like seafood, is fine. It's, you know, it's it's a healthy portion of potatoes and seafood and, and sausage and a, almost like a half a, a, a an ear of corn, but I didn't find the flavors to be remarkable. It's the most disappointed I've ever been in a booth. I mean, we ordered every single thing because it all looked amazing. The pictures looked fantastic. Um, I think it's worth mentioning the pecan praline cookie, which looks lovely, and the book is literally in plastic wrap when you get it. Um, you know, and I, and again, like, I... I'm a patriot, but that just tasted like sadness. And, um, yeah. and it's a shame because the the various versions of the American Adventure booth, that you know, it's usually at the festivals. It's usually one of our favorites. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I see what they were trying to do. And I was even going in, like, expecting it to be 
like not much to talk about but just good food like how much do you have to say about like a good seafood boil but it just it just didn't have much flavor um i mean i honestly i'd skip it like we can make yeah. we could talk all day about what you'd get if you were trapped there theoretically but <laughs> it just wasn't it just wasn't very good like yeah, i mean on, it, there's it, plenty of great things at this festival i would skip it and i think that's what it is it's they're, they're fine as they are but in comparison to the other things we've eaten it would not be my first choice. So we came to, um, we also had the funnel cake. We had the mini funnel cake oh, yeah. at the American Adventure um, with the lemon cheesecake, ice cream, blueberries, and powdered sugar. It was fine. Okay. Not thrilling, but nice. Um, light. Yeah, light if you don't want sort of a full funnel cake. But we decided we, we skipped um, Italy and we needed a little bit of a palate cleanser. So we went to Germany and got not one, but both of the potato pancakes. One with the house-made applesauce, sort of a traditional and then another with the caramelized ham, onions, and herb sour cream. I have not tried it yet, so you guys talk while I eat. I think they're both delicious. Um, Lisa may be a better judge. She makes a lot of potato pancakes. What do you think? Um, yeah, so I, you know, we're Jewish, so we do that kind of potato pancake. But this is this is really, really good. I think they were light. They had a, they had a lot of good taste to them. I actually prefer the one that's a little simpler and just has the applesauce on it to the one that has the meat. Um, but no, they're, they're really tasty. It's a potato pancake. Like, I don't have a lot of, like, food critiquing to do. But the fact that I like them it speaks volumes because I know good potato pancakes. So. Lisa's potato pancakes, I like those better by three, five, six oh, miles. This so. is this is not. This is fine. <laughs> I mean, I'll give you two a minute. <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing this after we had that American That's yeah, true. Uh-huh. disaster. They're tasty, though. I mean, they've got good flavor. They, they don't have that, like, crispness yeah. that I like well, in a potato pancake. Like, I like a potato pancake that has a little bit of crunch, like, from sitting in the pan. Um, but, again, like, this is a German potato pancake. So, it's tasty. I mean, honestly, like, anything would have been good after what we just ate. So Now we should have gotten them. Now I feel like we should have gotten the strudel. Like, I let you all down by not getting the strudel. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, because we're, like... I know, we're so close to, to China. And, look, I think we sort of... We did. We have sort of China circled because... In past years and festivals, China has really knocked it out of the park um, every single time. So, uh, look, look at my physique. There's clearly not a potato that I've... Ne- don't actually look at my physique, Yana, but there's not a potato that I don't like. These are fine. I think it's a, um, a very accessible thing to try, especially if you want to go a little adventurous with some of the um, uh, the toppings on top. I, too, like sort of just traditional with uh, with applesauce. The, so. the portion is really good. It's yeah, a good, yeah. it's a definitely a good sharing portion that they gave you on both of them. So it was, it was tasty. Yeah. So I'm more of a salty person. Um, but, and the ham on here was actually, it tasted really good. Yeah, it was, it was cooked well. And uh, I, I like it. this because it's heavy. I, I like heavy food all good. year. Yeah. I like uh, the food in Bavaria in Germany because it's heavier and this is sort of like that. It's delicious. Right, well, sh- sh- listen, you hear that? Listen. Can you hear that? That's China calling. <laughs> China calls, you answer. China calls, we answered. We're at the Lotus House. They have a Szechuan spicy red braised beef shank served over rice at $8. The bonbon chicken skewer served with sesame and peanut sauce and house-made crab and cheese wontons. Looking at the, the group, are we just assuming everything? Yeah. In terms of entree, yeah. There's also a panda bubble tea, which is non-alcoholic. Classic milk tea with black and white bobas. They have a Marco boba. Amaretto iced coffee milk and boba. That sounds pretty good. Kung Fu punch, which I think we've had in the past. Vodka triple sec, mango syrup and orange juice. And a Bacardi, uh, sorry, a timeout is Bacardi rum, peach liqueur, peach syrup, pina colada, Sprite soda water, and magic boba. 
thoughts, all the entrees and? Um, the timeout. And I have to get a Jasmine Draft beer because that's really good. Yeah, I think the timeout, definitely. Yeah, the, yeah, the Jasmine. Yeah. Um, I'm just interested in the food, and I think getting one of each is a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Only one of each. I'm a little disappointed, but okay. Anyhow, can I please have a um, beef shank? Yes. Chicken skewer? Yes. Crab and cheese wonton? Yes. A timeout? Uh-huh. And uh, jasmine a jasmine beer. draft beer, please? The beer is this side, okay? Yeah. Good. That's it. Thank you. One beef, one chicken, oh, one wonton, one timeout, and one beer, right? Yes. Sure, sure. All right, China. After a couple of minor disappointments, we are hoping that you bring honor to us all. We ordered everything on the menu. Looks good. Nice portion sizes. Um, I dig me some spicy beef shank over rice. Let's sort of go in order. Let's do beef, then chicken, and then wontons. Dig in. I don't know how you say manja in Chinese, so. All right, so Lotus House once again delivered. Thoughts on the spicy... Not so. It's really not so spicy. Beef shank. Some of the some of the dishes in China in past festivals have had a little bit of spice. Again, there was like a sesame peanut thing. I think at the last festival that sat on the palate nicely. There's no real spice to this one at all. Lisa, I think your comment was it tastes like Chinese food, which is odd because it's in China and it's Chinese food. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't not taste good, but it just tastes like Chinese food. Like, right. I would like a little bit more spice to it. Yeah, I thought that like it's not interesting. It well, was, the chicken was, but the beef. It was it was a welcome change from what we had. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think the chicken is the highlight for sure. I you're like jumping all. ahead to the chicken. I'm so I have to say, I think the highlight of all this is because we're in China. We have the jasmine beer. That's actually my favorite. Here. All right, listen, you guys are going completely out of order. I think the winner, 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 chicken skewer dinner is the bao bao chicken with the bon sesame bon. and peanut. Sorry, bon bon chicken skewer. Um, it's nighttime. I can hardly see. That was. It was interesting. It was super tasty. Um, I really liked that one a lot. Like, I would come back for that. And even... even, Yeah, it was the peanut sauce that does it. And even the crab and cheese wonton, sort of like a crab rangoon, uh, were very very good, too. Yeah, it's a a rangoon, right? No, but like... I'm sorry, it's a... Yeah, I mean, it's... Again, it's... it, It doesn't not taste good. It's just not particularly interesting. It just tastes like something I would order that tasted good from a Chinese restaurant. Um, the chicken is the highlight. The chicken, yeah. Actually, the beef was very flavorful in the right on the rice. It was... And you, got a, you get a lot of rice, so you, you get, get a nice And you get a nice rice. portion of beef also, so I have to I have to agree. Chicken? Yeah, it was great. Fantastic. It was, the chicken's really like good. Like, worth coming back for, like, yeah. circling on the menu to come back for? Yeah. It, right now, that's the barometer, right? Oh. Like, we know we're going back to France, and we might not go back to the American adventure, but would you come back as you're walking on a future visit, would you come back just for the chicken? If the if France wasn't there? No, I mean, you can do more than one. You can do more than one kiosk yeah. in a day. No, I would. I, I, on a scale of one to five, if five, if France is still a five, then this is probably a three for me. I mean, I would probably hit the salmon, and well, I would most definitely hit the salmon in Japan again. Yeah before here. I mean, if I was walking by this booth and there weren't many people here and I was hungry, I would definitely get the chicken again. But I wouldn't make an effort to, like, I wouldn't, like, proactively come for that. As so I'm, like, France or the salmon. I'm not a beer drinker. How is the jasmine? It's, I took a sip of it. It's, it's, it's fine. I'm not a beer drinker. It's my favorite. This is probably one of my favorite beers at the festival. I come back every year to just have the jasmine beer. Yeah. 
And the other cocktail we had was the timeout. Time sweet. It tastes like something I had in college, which I don't want to have again. It yeah, it's a very sweet, uh, which I think if the Szechuan, if the beef was as hot as it was last year, it would sort of be a nice compliment to the heat. Yeah. I think this should be yeah. spicy. I think it should be a little bit spicy. For sure. I like a little bit of spice, but again, I think you just have to sort of temper it to, you know, a general audience. You don't want to make it too spicy. You mix some of the fried, the fried uh uh, the cauliflower in this would be delicious. <laughs> no, I thought it had a lot more crunchy wontons in this would be even better. No, if it had a lot more like scallion and a, little, and a little bit more heat, it would, I think, be a much different dish, this, the beef. And I only say a little more heat because, again, I think it was the last festival that the spicy was spicy, and I, and I, and I appreciated that. So Lotus House, I give it a overall three, 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 yeah, three, three and a half. Yeah. Are we doing Good? halves? Why not? Just to sort of make it interesting. Well, on a five-point scale, you kind of have to. Yeah. Do you, do you, so, yeah, all right. Um, Mexico is next, and then we got to make our way into out of uh, World Showcase into Future World. It's getting dark, and listen, we have to eat fast so you guys don't get full. Let's move. Hola. Uh, can I have a chilaquile, please? Quesadilla. Uh, queso. A lucky margarita. And a rosita margarita, please. Are you the dining plan uh, no. So Mexico is another pavilion that in the past festivals has usually not disappointed. Um, there's usually something that is a standout. And I think this year it looks like the chilaquile because it is a huge, huge portion. And I love chilaquiles. Um, Disneyland, I'm looking at you, Rancho de Zocalo. It's a chipotle braised chicken and uh, tortillas served with uh, salsa ranchero, Monterey Jack cheese, crema mexicana, and guajillo cheese. We also got the, questi- the quesadilla al pastor and the torta queso torta, which is a, a roll filled with chorizo and Monterey Jack cheese, avocado mousse, and jalapenos. I don't remember that from past years. Um, that, too, is a, a pretty big portion. The quesadilla, relatively small. It's great for one. But there's a lot of chilaquile here, and if you've never had one before, they are fantastic. Chilaquiles. So it sounds, it's got a great beat, and you can dance to it. So wait, don't move over to the, don't move to the quesadillas. What do you think of the chilaquiles? I love the chilaquiles. The chilaquiles are fun to say, and they're fun to eat. This is delicious. This and there's a lot, right? There's I'm a back, l- baby. I'm back. <laughs> this is this is good. Epcot Center, you redeemed yourself. Oh. It's a lot of food. Too. It's a lot of food. Do you know how much this was? Because it's a huge portion. It's, uh, I think that's the receipt. No. No. Okay. Uh, let me check the receipt. Deanna, what do you think of this one? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, my Jack mouth is. Don't. I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the, the receipt with the amounts on it. So. Like bottomless. This is bottomless. And. It's it's actually the cheese. Oh, yeah, here. And the shredded meat in it. It seasons perfectly. It's not too spicy. There's a lot of different like um, flavors and textures in here too, and there's a lot of meat. Sometimes you get a chilaquile and it's a lot of tortilla, not a lot of meat. It's filled with meat. I'm putting this up there. It's like Lightning McQueen's way ahead of everybody, and here comes the chilaquile catching up to France. I think it's that. I think it that's is. really really this good. Is one you wait in line for, you go out of your way for. Yeah. Um, I almost don't. I almost wish I ate. Right. Yeah, I, did you did you have the quesadilla? Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, it's the quesadilla fine. Is better. You what? as good as that was. The what? quesadilla is better. What? I think. Yeah. Mm. I like them both. 
but I like the quesadilla better. Quesadilla has a really nice flavor to it. Yeah. It's, it's got, too sweet. It's got sweet. nicer meat. It's got nicer meat. But when you get the mango, you're right, it's sweet with the mango. Yeah. But if you eat it without that, it's really good. Well, I, you know, I do like the flavor. So let's let's try this last one. How do we go after are we just gonna? Oh, we're not, it has I cut five. No, I cut five pieces for everybody. Oh, oh, take, take the whole piece. piece. Just take the. Yeah. Mmm. Oh, oh, it's not mango. It's pineapple. Mmm. Can it take them twice? Did you get a very good mango? Mmm. Lisa and I are gonna start this one. Oh no. Oh, yes. It's like a Mexican meatball Here, sub or something. Here, no, no, no. Take that whole thing. But there's an. Oh, do you, do you feel that little bit of heat mm-hmm. on there? Okay. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. So this is the choriquesa torta. The, oh, so it's that chorizo, mm. right? So that's where, they, that's where the heat is coming from. That's real. I think the meat, that might be the best no. meat in terms of spice and flavor. And heat. That's really good. I, like the I, I think the chilaquiles is my favorite, but it's, it's all really good. This, this has some real heat to yeah. it. Like this is up there with the um, cauliflower. If only you had two margaritas to wash it down with, ladies. Let's talk. Funny you should ask. <laughs> These are both really good. We got, it's the the mango Mexican lucky margarita, which is, um, it's, got a, it's got a kick to it. Um, and then the rosita margarita, which you can definitely taste the rose petal liqueur in it. These are both really good. Like, two of the best drinks. So the margarita, the pink margarita, the rose, rose, rosita margarita, yes, is like drinking a flower. Yeah, it is. It's so light and flowery. It's delicious. It's not overly sweet in the slightest. Mm-mm. Now what's on the rim? Like you would think it would be like too sweet, and it's not. No. It's actually perfect. And it's then a, the, the it's ma- a rose petal salt rim, which is very cool. And the mango. Yeah, it's really nice. You get the spiciness from the rim. Yes. And then the mango is really refreshing. Yes. Oh, I like. I like the mango. The mango one. So the mango and the chilaquile. Perfect. That's the play yeah. in Mexico. There you go. Perfect. Yes. I agree. Which, which, wait, which are the drinks? So I, I would get. This I like the mango. The, mango. Yeah, the, mango the taller one yeah. is, is the mango. I like that better than the. The, the mango Mexican Lucky Margarita. I like both a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It says that the, it's a spicy ancho verde liqueur. There's no spice to that at all. There's a really nice um, hint of sweetness to it. Yeah. So do you remember the scene in? Um, Three Amigos. Not Three Amigos, <laughs> but it was... Um, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Cannonball Run. Dun, no. dun, dun. It, <laughs> it was when Remy was tasting all the food and he was letting his brother taste the food and the little flavor lights would bounce around in his mouth. That's where I am right now. I have all these flavors of really nice chili peppers and cilantro and chorizo and... Oh, it's so good. All this al pastor. It's, the Mexican, I, I, I have to say, this is better than anything we've had tonight. Oh, I love well, Do you remember France? Yeah, I remember France, and this is better. What? How can wow. you go wrong with Mexican uh, food, ever? Yeah, this is delicious. I mean, I it's I delicious. Would, I think this is, to me, this is more repeatable than France was. Yeah. Like, France tasted really good, yeah. but I don't know that I'd be, like, pounding it down to, like, go there... Come on, let's go get some more duck. But yeah. you can go, dude, let's go get a few chilaquiles yeah. and a margarita. Like, yeah, exactly. hello. Yes. And you come back and get this little pretty pink margarita. It's so pretty. It is pretty. It and really it's in this, is. like, pretty little, pretty. like, it looks like a stemless wine glass. It does. It's adorable. So you want. They've lost their minds. <laughs> they were so far from France, they've forgotten. 
I mean, this is delicious. The chili killies are, are really good. But like fine cuisine that tasted fantastic. But like, this is like... Right, it's fine cuisine that tastes fantastic. Excuse me. You're right. It was horrible. It was only fine cuisine that tastes fantastic. She never said it was horrible. No, like, but this is something I'd pop in and... I, like, wouldn't necessarily pop in and grab some duck. All right, that's it. Let's go to India right now. We're going to throw I kind of feel like we're back in India right now. But I think... No, no, no. So I think you you all make valid points because I think, depending on what you're in the mood for, right, this is a killer uh, uh, menu selection. But by the same token, if you're interested in something a little bit different, maybe something a little... The fine dining. A little fancier. um, Although... I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to taste any of this stuff from the Impossible booth because I don't want to ruin what we just ate. You guys. So Trowel and Trellis is hosted by Impossible. They had a grilled street corn on the cob um, with a savory garlic spread. How was that? Whoever who had the corn? Somebody had it because there's two bites. Somebody ate it because I don't think they give us ones that have actually been bitten in. Who tasted the corn? It was delicious. So we get the corn every time. Why does this not surprise me that you were the first one who took a bite? I didn't. I wasn't the first one. But anyway, it was, yes, thank you. It was me. But I was respect. You could actually just get the corn to lick the lime taste seasoning off of it, okay? (laughs) You could, because it's so delicious. It is. That's how Deanna ensures that nobody else takes her. She just licks it. That's why you never share corn, ever. Um, She said with all due respect. Oh, well, then it makes it all fine. That's like... That's like... I agree. Or when somebody says, no offense intended, you know something offensive is coming. But the Mexican street corn is like... It's like a walkabout-friendly, like, really good-tasting. Um, my kids love it. Like it's mm-hmm. it's something that they want every time we come during Flower and Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I actually really I love Trowel and Trellis, and I know like Kenneth is not a fan of the Impossible. Um, so, so then just take a bite, take a bite really of the Impossible. Good. We're all family here. Just take a bite, and then I'll take really a bite fun. from the opposite side. That's really this fun. is this is the Impossible okay. Farmhouse Meatball. Look, I will tell you something. When I first heard about Impossible, I, I poo pooed it, but the taste of the Impossible yeah, yeah. Burgers are actually really good. There are other plant-based, quote-unquote, meat products that I am not a fan of, but the Impossible products have usually been pretty good. Yeah, this is not, you're not... All right, I'm going to try it. Um, It's really good. It's delicious. It is. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. It's salty. I know Kenneth will love it for that, but this is tasty. It's saltier than I've had it before, but it's... Kenneth? Hmm. I wouldn't want another bite. I'm just going to eat I don't think Kenneth likes it on principle. That's part of it. Um, when people say to me there's no difference between the impossible meat and real meat, I just lose all respect for that person. <laughs> because this, this is like eating textured cardboard that tastes like meat. But this also, it is too salty. It's too salty. And, so, and yeah. it, tastes, it tastes more nutty than than anything i taste a lot of uh, like uh hickory nuts or something in there so i need to go back and look at what it was last year this is not the same as last year i will say that mm-hmm. like i loved it last year this is very salty but it tastes like it has like a tzatziki on it yeah so it has lentil bread spinach marinated vegetables and a creamy herb dressing okay so it tastes so it like, does have that sort of a tzatziki, like a tzatziki yeah. or almost like it's got spinach dip on it yeah, it it's like- tasty i i will i will admit that I need to look back at what it was last year. I think I liked it more last year. But it's, it is tasty. 
I'm going to stick with the lickable corn because it's delicious. The corn was good. You also got the chocolate pudding terrarium. Yes. So this is not actually made, right? This has the avocado cream, uh, matcha crumble, and baby herbs on top. It, it's served in a little, like, terrarium. I can't wait for you guys to try it. It's so good. Oh, it's Do you like it? No, you're, Kenneth is not a fan. Don't make it stop. <laughs> oh, eat some more of that. Lick the corn. In fact, it tastes I've like, just got to have you know what? a little it, bite it of tastes like, so it, tastes like it tastes like pudding. No. It tastes like pudding. No. It tastes like... It tastes like... Um, the pudding almost that you had it's like a soy based pudding when, mm-hmm. when you were a kid could we just get another one of these yeah, yeah is, that's I, not, I, I would just much how, do better. how do you not what is this so is, so is this not a chia thing again chocolate pudding no, I don't think it's it, no it's got it's the avocado it's got the avocado that's so you know what I like on it I taste the matcha that's the that's yeah. the part of it that I think like. that's the part I think that um, that's what I wasn't expecting though yeah it was but it cuts it the flavor of the of the the pudding yeah. So, I mean, this is admittedly more of an Instagram dessert. Like, it's it's dark out now, so we're not really seeing it. But it's it's beautiful, like, in full daylight. It just looks like a little tray of flowers on top. Um, yeah, last year, I think, it was still... It, last year, it was described as the chocolate pudding with the avocado, but it had a lot of chia in it, and it doesn't have that texture this year. But it's fine. It tastes like you didn't fully blend your pudding. And look, if you want to or have to have a plant-based diet... Yeah. Like, I think it's great that these options are there. There's nothing wrong with them. But again, we're also coming off the chilaquile yeah. to something like that. So yeah. it's not, it almost is not fair to try and judge one, one up against the other. Yeah. Just like Jason said, we should judge these foods in their own weight class. Like, this compared to the fried cauliflower, come on. I don't know. No. What do you mean you don't know? The fried cauliflower was wonderful. Okay. It was a nice snack. Oh, it tasted good. good. It was a good portion size. You could walk around with it. This. So the takeaway is there's something for everyone. <laughs> but listen. Okay, but listen. We are Time is of the essence. We are literally running out of time. We are moving. While you guys clean up, I, am, I, I have to tell you, I, I am putting La... Uh, um, yeah, we're coming back for this one. I, yeah. We're putting... Jar- there, right? Forgive me, Jardin de Fiestas, way, way, way high I'm on so the list. I- there was one more bite of that thing left. Anybody want any more of this? <laughs> no, so thank you. The, um, the chilaquiles is is possibly the best thing on the promenade right now. It might be better than the duck. There's a, we still got a few. Look, we've got. So it is literally the dawn of a new day here in Epcot. Uh, as we were, were recording on Thursday night, the news broke about Walt Disney World closing uh, as of Sunday due to concerns and fears over the coronavirus scare. Um, it absolutely impacted us in a, in a remarkable way. I went live that night if you go back. Uh, and check out Facebook Live from that Thursday. We shared a lot of our thoughts and feelings about what was happening in the parks and what and what was to come. Uh, obviously, we did not feel um, that it was not only right or appropriate to continue, but just 
didn't have a have it in us to do so. Um, and I will I want to be perfectly transparent that I have been struggling over the past couple of days exactly how to proceed, if to proceed at all. Um, do I just throw away everything that we recorded? Do I save it for another time? Um, or do we continue? And we talked amongst ourselves and said we wanted to come back and finish it. First, it was just in case I wanted to release it. And then as we've been sort of talking this morning, um, I think, well, there's a couple of things. Um, I think by virtue of the fact that we are here and we we're talking about security as we came in and all the hand-washing stations, we have a sense of comfort and security that this is still right now a safe place to come. Um, clearly, the crowds are less than they would be on a typical Saturday afternoon early on in Flower and Garden, the beginning of spring break here in Florida. Uh, there is, there's a diminished crowd level, and I think there's a diminished energy level here too. It just sort of feels different. Um, but I, I wanted to come back and, and finish it, not just because I wanted to come back and, and see the park again, but for you, I wanted to finish the show, and, and now maybe you're not going to be able to get to Flower and Garden, and we don't know what's going to happen come April 1st, but I wanted to share this experience with you, and maybe if you can't get to Disney or, you know, over the next few weeks, be able to see or hear it online. Uh, this is something that, with us talking about it and the sounds behind us, um, will make you feel like you're here and maybe bring a little bit of Disney to you. Um, we, uh, we are a man down, but he's been, it's okay, he's been replaced. Um, Kenneth, unfortunately, could not back, come back again today. So we leveled up. We leveled up and we brought Nicholas Peter Mangello to the parks. I was just told I would get food, so. <laughs> you know, the way, the way to a boy's heart changes over time. Um, sometimes it's candy, sometimes it's Funko Pops, today it's food. Um, but Deanna, Lisa, Jason, like your thoughts just about being here today, the, the festival, everything that that's happened again, we talked a little bit about it, um, on the live show the other night, but. So, I mean, I think I was definitely interested to come back here and see not just what the crowds were like, but kind of what the mood was like. And you're right. It's, it's, it definitely still feels like a safe place. Um, it's definitely, I mean, there's, there are people here for sure, but it's, quieter than it would be early on in the festival in the first weekend of spring break at Flower and Garden. It's kind of a somber mood here, but I, it kind of feels unified in a way that um, that I remember from events past, um, which is which is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think like I like that you're being so honest in your thoughts about deciding whether or not to release the show. And I just hope that anyone that's listening to it um, can take some comfort in us being able to bring this to you and when we might not be able to be here ourselves over the next couple of weeks. I'm just happy to be out and about. Um, I think it's a beautiful day and I think that us being here is going to give everyone some hope and know that um, tomorrow will come and it's going to be a better and brighter day. So hang in there. Everyone be safe and hopefully you enjoy this episode because we have some really good food to share with you and before you know it you're going to be here and enjoying this wonderful festival too so i'm just glad to be back to disagree with lisa about something <laughs> and it's it's a little weird it feels a little weird today the crowd levels are different for sure and the and again like you guys said the energy is different but um it's a really good place to be like it just felt felt weird coming a little bit but get once i got here and got through the, the gates and into the atmosphere, I can feel the lift. I can feel the lift happening. So I'm, I'm excited to be here. This is the place where we should be today, I think. 
Yeah, I, I did sort of have that internal debate over the last few days. Like, is it quote unquote right or wrong to go right this weekend? And I felt that it was the the right thing to do. I felt it was a safe thing to do. Um, I'm going to be very curious to see how we feel come Monday. Um, and, and honestly, in this, um, you know, I think you talked about the, the mood and things like that, but in alignment with this feeling that I've had over the past few weeks and months of, of, of choosing the good, right, trying to find the good, um, I wanted to find the good by coming here and what hopefully the good can bring to other people. And somebody said something about, uniform, you know, it's, it's, it's strange, you know, we are living in a time right now where there is so much that divides us um, and Twitter and Facebook are great indicators of that. But, you know, sometimes when, again, I'll choose to find the good when there's something that affects everybody, it does have an effect of, of bringing people together and, you know, unifying people against this common threat or, or common enemy. And, and so I almost sort of look at, at this as an opportunity to, you know, you, we put a lot of those things aside um, and we're able to sort of come together and forget about some of the, the major, minor, or, or trivial things that maybe divide us. Because food is a great uniting factor, and that's what I want this to be. So again, in the spirit of giving, because I am a giver, I am literally here for you. And we're going to pick up where we left off, except for the fact, again, I'm going to make lemonade from lemons. We're hungrier now than we were at the end of Thursday. So it's like a reboot of our appetites. So... I, you know, because sometimes if you try and do it all in one day, the food almost can potentially be less tasty as it goes on. And I don't think it's fair to the lobster and the tuna tataki and everything that's to come after if we would have been as, <laughs> as full as we were. Um, again, we've been continuing to sort of go through our festival guide, getting a game plan, and we are literally going to pick up right where we left off, which is the uh, Isla Fresca uh, with the lamb curry the sugarcane shrimp skewer, the tropical moose cup, and there's also a tropical freeze, alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Uh, but you can have the option of getting parrot rum in there. Um, all of a sudden, Kenneth, his eyes are like your ears just perked up. Jason, Kenneth's ears just perked I, up. I can pretend to be Kenneth, although I'm not. I'm not quite as Yoda as he is about food. <laughs> um, lamb curry with the sweet plantain and rice was the thing that sort of made my ears perk up. Anything else we want to get while we're here? I think I think that's perfect. Should we get a tropical freeze just to yeah, sort of wash it down with? Yeah. Sure. yeah, if you insist. Nicholas, do you like it with or without the... Pa- oh, never mind. You're not. All right. Let's hit that first. So if memory serves, the lamb curry with sweet plantains and rice is new this year. I think they had a spicy beef. I seem to remember some sort of a spicy beef here um, last year, although the sugar came shrimp, shrimp skewers, which we did not get, are... Uh, a repeat from last year. You guys have dug in first. Initial thoughts? It's so good. I mean, I'm a sucker for plantains, admittedly, so like I had a mm. bite that had everything in it, but that is wonderful, and the, the lamb is done really, really oh. well. That's really good. Now, you're not a lamb... I know, Deanna, you're not a lamb person. I am not, but that... It is so flavorful, and all the flavors that they have in there, um, I'm not quite sure... It's a, it's it's a, a curry. curry. It's delicious. And with it's the not- and with the plantains, like when you get all those flavors in your mouth, like the sensory, like it's so delicious. They all come together perfectly. 
Yeah, I think Lisa had the right move because she took some of the plantain with the lamb in the beginning, and it pairs really well. But the lamb, it's, it's got a little spice, but it's not too spicy. And don't let the word curry throw you off because there's nothing spicy about this curry whatsoever. Although, if it was, I will tell you that this mango, this tropical mango freeze without the alcohol is delicious. Yeah, I agree. It's so good. I remember trying this last year. And it was really good. So, and it's... I would like to be sitting right now next to a pool <laughs> with this in my hand. It doesn't have to have alcohol. Everything doesn't have to have alcohol. It's better with alcohol, but it was it's really, really good without it. Nicholas, your thoughts? It goes perfectly with the curry and the plantains and the lamb. And I'm just going to take another bite while no one's... It, it cuts the richness of the, the stew, and I love that it's not like a creamy milk base because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just so fresh and, yeah, it's fantastic. Right, it's a, um, it tastes like mango, isn't it? It tastes like, you know, somebody put a mango and some ice in a blender. The, um, and the curry is, um, it's like a green curry, so if you try and sort of envision, it's not sort of that um, reddish brown curry. I think this, maybe it's because it's the first thing we're eating today. I think that's fantastic. Like, and the portion is really is a really nice sized portion. I mean, there's five of us sharing it, and we each had basically two helpings. And I'm going to take the last plantain. So there's that. Yeah. So politeness went out the window with this one because usually it's like, oh no, you have it. No, you have it. We're sort of fighting for the last morsel. I may, I may lick the the, the paper tray no, here. No licking it's a today. podcast. You can well, you can. Over. Yeah, that's fine. You can you <laughs> do whatever you want. It, how would you? What do you think in terms of this versus what we had in? Mexico. So I, the, the chilaquile is like within a stone's throw. So I'm thinking, yeah. but I think so. Right now, this the chilaquiles and the duck, and, well, the duck and the, oh, the, the 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 other the pastry in France are top three, like far, far, far and away. I agree. I agree. I still think the duck's on top of the stack, but uh, this was really tasty. We will see if uh, the rest of World Showcase and then everything. Let's see what Future World has up its sleeve and uh, see if there's any surprises. But we're going to move from here, maybe down. So do we want to do the refreshment port, which has fried green tomatoes? Mm-hmm. The Popsicle Trio, I know, is, is seem, it seems to be the made-for-Instagram. Have you had it before? Have you had the Popsicle Trio, or other, other than just for photographs? Not this year, but that's, they also have it, the... Um, wait. Yeah, no, I, I haven't had it, but yeah, I'm down for the coconut lime raspberry mint. I think, yeah, we definitely need to try all three of these. Nicholas and I have been eyeing them since we got here, so. Normally, you shouldn't have, you don't have get your pudding if you don't eat your meat, but we can make an exception. And then, uh, you know, I think we need to, for some reason, we have this hankering for the pineapple promenade. Who, who has the hankering? A spicy hot dog. Yeah, I could definitely do that. I'll have a bite of the spicy hot dog. Yeah, we'll I see about more that. of a hankering for the uh, fried green tomatoes. Okay, we can make all this happen. All right, let's get mobile. So you know sometimes you're like, ah, I've done that before. I've seen that before. I've tried it before. I'm going to pass it by. And you almost miss out on something you forgot how good it was. We sort of dismissed the spicy hot dog when we were here on Thursday. We almost sort of passed by it today. But somebody, maybe Nicholas said that he wanted one. Next thing you know, we have three. How happy are you that we stopped for the spicy hot dog? I think it's delicious. Um, I love, Lisa was saying, I love the fact that the plantains are on top. I love that too. And with this delicious violet lemonade, it actually cuts the spiciness perfectly. I didn't know, I didn't realize there were plantains on top, but that's really tasty. I didn't love the pairing. So says the person who did not want to have any spicy hot dog. Uh, yes, I was wrong. I think we should have bought Kenneth. 
I was wrong. But I don't love the pairing. We traded the, the wrong player. Don't love the pairing <laughs> with the lemonade because because anytime you pair kind of a mustard flavor with lemonade, it doesn't go well. And there's a little bit of a there's a conflict there. Anyway. Have you ever been to a baseball game ever in your whole life? Yes, and that's where I learned not to ever get a hot dog with mustard and lemonade. Is there mustard? I guess it's a little spicy mustard. mustard. Yeah. This is a killer hot dog. It's got like, it's it's spicy. I mean, not like take your breath away crazy spicy, but it's got like as much kick as any of the other stuff that we've talked about. Like the um, the cauliflower, like it's, I think it's easily as hot as that cauliflower was. Um, yeah, and like I said, I, I love the fact that like there's crumbled plantain chips on top to give it a good texture. Like, yeah, this is just a killer. It's a killer hot dog. Nicholas, this you wanted one all for yourself. What do you think? It's really good, but one thing I'd have to say is if you can't if you can't handle spice and maybe skip. You can't handle the spice. Mm. I can. And I think yeah, send that, over here. <laughs> that the pineapple chutney does a fantastic job of cutting any of the heat. Because the heat is actually in the dog itself. It's not like there's a, an additional sauce that's put on it, although there is sort of, it almost looks like it's a cheese-type sauce, but it, but it's not. It's But that pineapple, and the plantain chips add a layer of texture. I've never met a plantain I didn't like. I also think that the hot dog, I think the portion size, and I could be wrong just because I'm hungry, I think the portion size is bigger than it has been in the past. I, I'm not 100% sure. It is an entire hot dog. Um, but heat, there's heat in that sauce. So whatever that that what looks like cheese, which isn't, it's like a Dijon, uh, not even a Dijon. I don't know. Lisa will be, have a better sense of it probably. But that, there's heat in that sauce. Um, and I think that's what's conflicting with the lemonade. But but I like it. The heat's perfect. I think this is um, on par. If you've ever been to Disney California Adventure and had the the Angry Dogs, um, this is kind of on par with that level of spice. Maybe just a notch below that, but. So I agree. So I think that the the violet lemonade, while beautiful, for me is a little on the sweet side. But if you have it with the dog, I think that's where the balance is is stricken between the two. Um, we also decided to get, I think at the last minute, the, um, what did we get? It is the, the buttermilk. I can't, oh, I'm sorry, the mixed berry buttermilk, buttermilk cake, which... You guys, they're not even, you guys aren't. So, Deanna, you decided to get this because... Of the crumbs. Purely for the crumbs. Because we were at the boathouse and they changed the cheesecake. There's no more crumbs. Yeah, we have to, well, we're going to have to get that fixed. Yeah, Yeah. I don't believe it either, Nicholas, but I I better dig in before you guys finish off. So, I love, uh, I love mixed berries and blueberries, so I'm actually sort of looking forward to this. Yeah, the berries are nice and tart, and this cake is done well. It's, It's moist. We... Again, go back to the sadness of the American adventure. It was a dry... Too soon. Technical. Way too soon. Yeah, that, it was dry over there, which made me worry about the desserts in general. But this is not dry at all. It, it actually has just enough berries on it to give the cake a nice sweetness. It's not overly sweet, which I like because I'm not a... I'm more of a salty girl than a sweet girl. So this actually... The berries it's, just, it's just the jokes that I'm not saying. Or... That's okay. It's the truth. It's just... It's good. It's really good. I actually like the berries just mm, yeah. on their own. Right? On their own. And there, are, there are whole berries in here, right. um, which is really good. Yeah, I mean, that's like almost... Com- it's more of like a compote than yeah. a jam or something. You know what? I would actually forego the lemonade and have the dog and then yeah. the dessert to sort of complement the heat and the sweet. Um, and then just a, a bottle of water. But I think these are... That's two winners right there. Pineapple promenade. Or you get an extra one of the mangoes. They also have Dole Whips here, too. Lest we forget that they have Dole Whips... 
uh, with or without the parrot baked coconut rum. And to be clear, we're not going over every um, beverage pairing, but all of the, the pavilions have um, a number of different beers and wines. Uh, a lot of them are from Florida breweries and wineries. Um, yeah, pineapple promenade, We again, we almost dismissed the entire thing. We opted last minute to get them both, and I'm super happy that we did. They also have a really good sparkling pineapple wine here that's very delicate. It actually has it's a little bit of bubble to it, which is it's perfect, and it's not over-the-top sweet. So if you want something to pair, pair it with, other than the lemonade, you can have this wonderful sparkling pineapple wine. So the Brummer is, again, as locals, and we're, we're sort of picking out. We have already sort of have our kind of top three so far. Would you come back and have another dog? That's the test. So I think the big thing for me, like especially in being local, is like the re-eatability, which is a word that I just made up for this purpose. Like the the food in France is really, really good, but I don't know that I'd be like running back for that food experience over and over again. But just to be like out with my family and my kids, like strolling around Epcot for the day, like to grab a this like killer hot dog. It's, yeah, like it's up there. It was too bad this isn't video, because when you talk about not going back to France, uh, Jason gave you the hairy eyeball once again. Because <laughs> I think that we were saying, we need to go back to France at the end of this run to see if it's as good as at, at the end as it was at the beginning, um, just to sort of be completely fair to it both. I would come back if there wasn't a line, if I was going to grab a snack, because this is great for just a, I mean, it's a good, what was the price on the hot dog? It's a good deal. Yeah, um, I don't have my. It was for like six bucks. This is there's a big. It's a big portion. It's gonna eight bucks. Okay, eight bucks. Still, it's cheaper than a. It's cheaper than a ballpark hot dog, <laughs> right. and it's gonna. It's a lot better. Um, so I would definitely get it. But there's other things like tuna tataki is right over my shoulder. Right. I'm Pulling very mindful of that, it. and it's pulling me in that tuna direction. Tataki, but, um, but I think if the line was short here, I absolutely would stop. Yeah. So we're gonna hit the citrus blossom next because they have lobster tail tuna tataki bowl, a crispy citrus chicken, and a citrus shortcake. Shortcake, having just come from Hoopty Doo a couple nights ago, I've got the strawberry shortcake song in my head. I think Citrus Blossom, which is here in Showcase Plaza, um, near the port of entry, I think this is an everything on the menu stop, without a doubt. They had me a tuna and lobster. Done everything else. Hey man, how you doing? All right, Brian. Listen, there's a, there's something good and bad about traveling in a pack to um, to the flower and garden. You're going to need a pen and paper because I'd like a lobster tail, please. I'd, I'd like a tuna tataki, please. I'd like a crispy citrus chicken, please. I'm not done yet. I'd also like a citrus shortcake, please. I think we would also like the uh, Isla Mirada coconut key lime ale and the orange sunshine wine slushy for favor did i do good yes you did all right man <laughs> thank you so our first stop is the refreshment port which has fried green tomatoes and the the ozo instagrammable popsicle trio with honeydew raspberry mint and coconut lime and the fried green tomatoes are served with a blue crab fennel salad remoulade and a smoked paprika oil uh, thoughts over. So I heard some some rumblings about the fried green tomatoes. Thoughts? They're kind of forgettable. I mean, they're they're fine, but it's a little bit too bready for me. And the, you know, I'm from Maryland, so I'm super picky about my crab. Um, they're fine. They're not great. No, it's not good. These are to, from two Marylanders. So I, I have to agree with the Marylanders. I like things lightly fried, especially when I do my 
eggplant and anything like I bread. My chicken cutlets are lightly fried. This fried is too much of a breading, like uh-huh. a thick breading coating. And I think the crab with it, I'm not a cilantro fan, so there's some type of cilantro in there that I'm just not digging. Sorry. What do you think, Nicholas? It's good. Like, I kind of, I'm sort of happy you guys don't like it because I kind of, I sort of dig it. You like it? I mean, it's not, it, is it, does it, is it a, is it a chilaquile beater? No, but I'm okay with it. It's, it's a three. It's a three for me. It's, it's a three out of five. It's better than Magnolia. Uh, all right. But, but you're beating the, that, you're beating that. Dead horse. <laughs> but this is, I mean, it's just, it doesn't taste like a normal fried It's not remarkable. Right. Yeah. yeah. The crab is unnecessary, and the fried green tomato just isn't. And the doesn't tomato's taste like a fried too green thick, tomato. also. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just if you like fried green tomatoes, don't don't do this. Go to go to, to homecoming home yeah, if you want a fried green yeah. tomato. Because yeah. the fried green tomato, like the beauty of it is, it's so like dense that it doesn't really need much to hold it up. And this is just a real thick. Fried now I tomato. now all I'm thinking about is going to homecoming brunch <laughs> tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> There's looks looking across the table like, oh, is he serious? Uh, the popsicle trio, the honeydew raspberry mint and coconut lime. Again, you know me, I'm not a big sweet guy. I liked them all. The coconut lime coconut was like a key lime, a frozen key lime pie with a little hint of coconut. No, I have to say the melon one was my favorite. It was really light and airy. The other two were a little bit on more on the creamier side. This one wasn't as creamy as those two. If you want to taste like like what the like a Carib- Caribbean beach tastes like, it's <laughs> this this coconut lime popsicle is amazing. So good. They're delicious. They remind me of the, was it a gelato trio? The trio at the Wave that was just like really interesting, like fresh flavors. It reminds me of that because I'm not a huge dessert person either, but these are like, they're not overly sweet. They're really good flavors. And they've got these like crumbles that they're sitting in that make it taste even better. Like I'm a fan. So I think after brunch at home coming tomorrow, we should go to lunch at the Wave. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah, that that could be what we need to do. Uh, We also stopped at, we we also, we uh, were dividing and conquering. We also went to the Citrus Blossom, got everything on the menu. I think we should sort of work our way down with the lobster tail uh, with a Meyer lemon emulsion and grilled lemon. This also comes in as a gluten-free option. Uh, It's a relatively small, maybe five-inch or so lobster tail um, that comes. So is it? it's just on a skewer? It's on a skewer. Yeah, so it sort of comes grilled. Easier to pull it off. off. Yeah, just pull the skewer off, and we can we can share it out. All right, initial thoughts on the um, on the lobster skewer. It's delicious. It's really good. It's fantastic. It's so good. Mm. I actually can't believe that it's not dried out. Like it has a really warm. Like the tip. I find that with lobster, if you have a smaller tail, they're definitely sweeter and more buttery. So um, this was a nice little small lobster that we got, and um, he was nice and buttery. There's a um, there's a sweetness to the lobster meat yeah. that's fantastic. Again, it's not you know it's not a huge shareable portion portion, but in terms of flavor, it's absolutely delicious. Let's move over to the crispy citrus chicken with orange aioli and baby greens. This too is a gluten free item as well. Really? Hmm. Hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Yeah, no, that's good. Mm. Why does it taste so fresh? Mm. It tastes like orange juice, but there's no, like, it's a cream sauce. This is, I was excited for this because I liked it last year so much. I like this even more. And it's Mm. a, it's a, it's a big piece of chicken, Mm. too. Like, it's a, it's a, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a wide and it's a thick piece of chicken, too. But, again, not dried out at all. 
super light fry, and I like that that orange aioli adds just that right amount of citrusy sweetness. That's delicious. Come for the lobster. Come for the lobster. Stay for the chicken. Wait, we get to the tuna. Well, yeah. Oh, the tuna. Here we go. So wait, what do you think of the chicken? I think the chicken was okay. Okay. Good. That's good. That's more chicken for us then. Yeah, I'm curious to know what it's breaded with. It's gluten free because you certainly can't tell that it's not. Yeah. I think I didn't get the same piece that you guys got because I wasn't over the top about it like you were. Maybe I was missing a sauce or something. It was just breaded chicken. chicken to me. What do you think of the Nicholas? What do you think of the chicken? I the so good. I only had like a little piece because I was getting water. Yeah, Nicholas, you you go shy, you go hungry here. You know that. Um, all right, so we the tuna tataki bowl has a spicy yuzu glaze, mango avocado, and a, a papadam crisp uh, on the side. Um, again, not a, a huge portion. I love the presentation. It's pretty. It's colorful. And I like. I love the papadon bread on the side. Guy, do you guys dig in first? Papadon bread. Yeah, this. Mm. I'm letting you guys have the, the tuna and the meat in there. I took a taste of the papadon. If you've ever been, if you ever had the spice, if you ever had the bread service at Sanaa, and if you haven't, you need to go and do it. Papadon is, is a thin, crispy bread with um, a little bit of, of spices on it. Has a wonderful flavor, just even all by itself. Uh, thoughts? Look, I've never met a tuna I didn't like. Thoughts on the tuna? Um, yeah. So this tuna, the sauce on it is a spicy uzu glaze. I'm sorry, Kenneth. Isn't Kenneth the big uzu guy? Yuzu, yeah. Yuzu, sorry, glaze, mango, avocado, and papadon crisp. So the sauce is very light and airy. It's not overpowering, and it gives the tuna a very um, nice, te- nice flavor. It's tasty. Yeah. It's um, I'm I'm torn between the lobster and the tuna. So I say both, both. And I think the portion sizes are small and light enough that you can get both and not feel full or hungry. Right. Yeah, I mean the lobster is delicious, but it is a tiny portion. Um, especially if you're sharing with people. No, this tuna is so, so good. It's citrusy. It's got the mango and avocado in it. And then it's got, I don't know what root, it's some kind of a root that's like sliced that gives it a little bit of a crunch. And the papadam is like, if you've ever had that at an Indian restaurant, they serve it early on. It's like almost like a crackery flatbread. Um, it's a great sort of way to get it into your mouth. This is uh, very indicative of, and one of the, the differentiators of this festival versus even food and wine and festival of the holidays where sometimes... The dishes are heavier and they're richer and they're almost more comfort foods. Everything, we all talk about, about how light everything is and how fresh everything really tastes. There's a wonderful flavor that's just sort of sitting on my palate after eating the, the tuna, which I think is just fantastic. Um, so, so far I would come here and I'd get all three all over again and then wash it down with the citrus shortcake, which has an orange chiffon cake, lemon curd, mandarins, whipped cream, and citrus crumble on top. Deanna never met a crumble she didn't like. No, I'm a big crumble girl. So when you crack this thing open, it has this delicious lemon curd that oozes out from the center of it. It's like vultures. I, I, I wish I should be doing this this live. Kenneth and, uh, Kenneth, Jason and Lisa are almost like fighting for the same piece of... Uh, mine? 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 Mm-hmm. Get oh. the crumble. You got to get the oh, crumbles. Yeah, mm. Mm. So they are. I think they sold the boathouse crumbles. Mm. They are delicious. They're mm. crunchy. They have like a, I don't even know. Oh. Mm. It's like if, you, if you're from the Northeast and know Entenmann's crumb cake. Yes. That's the kind of crumbles on yes. top. So we're using the same words over and over again. Uh-huh. There was something light and fresh about this, which 
That's why the hashtag is Fresh Epcot. Yeah. Because that's really you get the t- the, the the flavors, but it, there's nothing heavy about this oh, at all. Sometimes yeah. you think cake and it can be dense and sort of you don't feel like you want to eat anything else after this. Not at all. It reminds me of like the hoopty doo one, but if it had like citrus instead of strawberry, and with amazing crumble, of course. Yeah, that sh- that that chiffon cake is is very um, very airy and flaky. Yeah, it's almost like a sponge cake, and the lemon curd is really light. And yeah, fresh is like the word for this booth. And it's also worth mentioning that we got two drinks here. We got the I don't know how to pronounce it, but Isla or Ila Murata Beer Company Coconut Key Lime Ale, which is fantastic. Like it just tastes like something that would be perfect to drink on a beach. And then the orange sunshine wine slushy, which is a little sweet, but it just kind of tastes like a creamsicle. Like if you, you like guys creamsicle. raved over the beer, yeah. The That's beer, true. after you take a sip of it, the kicker is you taste the coconut after you sip it. Like there's a there's almost like an aftertaste, right? It's the taste of it's yeah. the taste of vacation. It is. It, it's it is. it's probably my favorite drink we've had yes. of the festival, really which is strange to say because it's a beer, but it's um, this is really this is this is the best beer I've had. Yes on property this is amazing this is really good so yeah so um so isla Murata beer company um again it's a local beer company from fort pierce florida your coconut key lime ale is uh, is a hit of the festival yeah. wow i have to agree it's I, really good i want to have la isla bonita playing in the background go, while i'm right? drinking this and eating the coconut popsicle how's that song go again um <laughs> All of a sudden, I forget the words. Uh (laughs) But wait, there's more, uh, because we still have a few more to hit before our our day comes to a close. And then I'll be really curious to see how we sort of wrap this up in a bow in terms of what our top flavors and most memorable uh, marketplaces were from the entire festival. Hello, Allison and all of my Canadian friends from the north. We would love to try your seared scallops, please. Your beef tenderloin tips. I've heard nothing but good things about your grilled maple pound cake. And I sort of feel that I have to, in the interest of international relations, to wash it all down with a maple popcorn shake. Please. Without the whiskey, please. So we're going to start with the seared scallops with French green beans. Fresh and French green beans, butter potatoes, brown butter vinaigrette, an applewood smoked bacon. This, too, is a gluten-free item. It's not the biggest portion size of anything that we've eaten. And, again, it sort of seems to vary from kiosk to kiosk. I mean, the chilaquiles, which are so, still so close to mm-hmm. here, the chilaquiles is a monstrous portion. This is, it was maybe two scallops, um, uh, some potatoes, and a nice portion of, of green beans. On taste alone, how does, what, what do you think of the taste of the scallops? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's it's fresh and light and lemony. Um, I didn't get much bacon, which probably was good because was be I was enjoying how light it was. There's some bacon down there. It's a tiny portion, a tiny, tiny portion, like two little teeny scallops. It was good. I have to agree. Um, the portion is very small. It's a scallop. I mean, the flavor is fine, but it, right, there's nothing that I'm not, since you guys aren't crazy about trying that piece. That's true. You never hear anybody say, these are such large scallops. No, it's... I mean, look, the thing about scallops is not just the flavor, but the texture. Yeah. These, you know, you don't have to actually have to bite into it. It will sort of melt on your palate, which is exactly what you want a scallop to be. I think if you're, again, you're not going for um, the size of the portion, it's the flavor of the portion. 
Moving on to the beef tenderloin tips with a mushroom bordelaise sauce, whipped potatoes, and garden vegetables. Um, you're not, you're I'm judging by... I'm still chewing. I'm still chewing. Yeah. The I'm meat still chewing. very tough. Um, it was difficult to cut, and it, 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 it has been sitting a little bit, so it's not as tender as you would think it should be. I mean, but the beef potatoes t- are really Remember, good. it's not, you know, it's not filet on it's beef tenderloin, right. so it's a different cut of beef that maybe... I think this is fine. I think if you are a meat and potatoes person, yeah. it, it's a nice flavor to it. Again, there's nothing... Again, we're doing literally almost every kiosk, so we're comparing, like, depth and levels of flavors. If you're a meat and potatoes person, this, it's... Right. It has good flavor, that's mm-hmm. for sure, and the mashed potatoes are really tasty, too. Mashed potatoes are really Yeah, I mean, I... I didn't think my piece at least was tough at all. Like I, I think that's really, really good. That was well done. And I and I often don't like the beef in Canada because I think it's oversalted sometimes. Um, this I think is much better than what they serve up at Food and Wine, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I'm, I was fine with this again for what it is. Yeah. Um, Go have the duck. <laughs> of course, now I, I got chili quiles on my brain. All right, let's just round things out with the uh, grilled maple pound cake. And the maple popcorn shake, which is, again, mm-hmm. like available both alcoholic and with a top 357 maple rye whiskey. We got it without the whiskey. Right. We got it without the whiskey, and it's delicious. The the, the popcorn is something that I think you, if it if you don't like the idea of it, you can ask them to not put the popcorn on the top. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a tasty, cold, almost like vanilla milkshake flavor with a little bit of maple syrup flavor to it. It's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a tasty milkshake. The, the popcorn kind of catches you off guard a little bit. It's sitting on top, but it tastes good. I think it's just something fun. Like, who gets a milkshake with popcorn on it? So, it's a little sweet, but it's it's actually, it's good. And you guys have tried the cake already? Working on it. It's good. Cake's a little sweet. Mm. Like, I'm a big fan of peach cake. Like, I grew up with, like, that really good peach cake mm-hmm. that, and I think for me, like, the maple just takes it over the top a little bit more than it needs to be. Um, it's good if you like if you like really sweet and you like maple like you might be more of a fan I think the crunchy popcorn with the with the cake and the um, ice cream is actually it enhances the flavor of the maple so yeah try a piece of I the do popcorn. I think it all oh you mean the popcorn from the no, right here. over there it, yeah. I think it, I think it, it, it all complements each other it's yeah. very sweet as Lisa said it it's not among the desserts we've had it wouldn't be my first or even third choice but um if you like maple syrup and vanilla ice cream is taste i mean this sort of you know canada is when i say relatively simple dishes i mean simple on the savory side and simple on the sweet side and i think you almost have to have one of each to balance it out about the meat and potatoes and the gravy and the onions it's on the um I don't want to say heavier side, but there's, again, it's sort of that heavier comfort food, which can be balanced up against the sweetness of either the shake or the cake. I, like, I couldn't come here and order... Did you say shake or the cake? Shake or cake. Shake or cake. Shake or cake. Shake or cake. Yeah, so I would do one... Like, I would pick one of the entrees and one of the cakes, but I think if you try to do it all, it's a lot. Um, not because the portion size is a lot, but I think the, there's a heavy... there's a, it's, it's a heavier food here than, obviously, what we saw at... Um, the, the tuna and the lobster and the chicken. And the line is usually pretty long, too. So this is another consideration among all the things that are being offered at the kiosks. If the line was short here, I might stop by and grab something, especially the vanilla shake, uh, the maple shake. Um, but 
this leaves us in a very interesting position because we have covered not we did not go to every single uh, pavilion, so we did not go back to um, which way we didn't. We didn't, yeah. we didn't go to Flavorful We didn't go to Flavorful Kitchen, and we did not do the Honey Bistro. The Honey Bistro, I'll say, is exactly the same as it was last year, so that's nothing new. It's good, but it's nothing new. And Flavorful Kitchen looked a little bit you know, more straightforward. It was like a salmon and a strawberry mousse, so probably things that didn't need to be reviewed. Um, right, only because there's only so much that you can eat in, in one day, so we decided to opt. Uh, again, we have the, the luxury of having been here last year, so the Honey Bistro had the roasted cauliflower, the honey tandoori chicken flatbread, which we saw a lot of people walking around with today. The local wildflower honey mascarpone cheesecake. And then the flavorful kitchen had the grilled baby vegetables, the seared salmon, and the strawberry mousse, which, again, we're not trying. We don't want to dismiss those because we had those last year. Um, I remember the um, I remember liking, was it the, wasn't the roasted cauliflower from Honey Bistro good last year? And the seared salmon over at um, Flavorful Kitchen. But where we are now, having sampled all the marketplaces that we wanted to, we said, in the interest of being fair, right, it's one thing to eat Canada after having five other or seven other pavilions beforehand. We had France first and we're raving about it. I think we almost owe it to every other country and every other pavilion to try France again at the end. And maybe we should, but see, now I'm struggling because France is right there and Mexico is right there. And I sort of want to have that chilaquile one more time. Maybe we have a final showdown. So maybe we could hit, that's it. So is, is the showdown France versus Mexico? Yeah, I think and we can hit France and then we have to come back this way anyway before we ride Spaceship Earth. And we hit, we hit get some chilaquile. And then we can sort of come down to our top three or five must-dos at the Flower and Garden Festival. All right, France, we're coming for you. All right, we've returned to France, France, and had two of the ducks, two of the tarts, and opted for a dessert. So, Jason, you have been uh, uh, waving the French flag very, very hard since we came here on Thursday night. We've been eating most of the afternoon. What do you think? Now with a somewhat full belly, how does it still hold up? This is still my favorite thing. It's not as well salted as it was when we first had it, but everything else is is good. The um, little cheese crisp isn't as crisp as it was on Thursday, but it's still delicious. So good. Still my favorite. I'm holding my comments until we go to the next kiosk as our showdown. And I and I I reserve the right to be wrong. I will have some chili chile as well. Um, that sounds like a back a little bit of a backpedal to me and sort of hedging your bets. It's still wonderful, um, and that the little like orange kick and that crisp thing is still like really smart and good. I, I think I might like the onion tart more, actually. But I but and then in general, these are don't get me wrong; these are great. I think the lamb curry. I think I prefer the lamb curry. Nicholas, this is the first timer to France. You've heard about the ducks um, with the sweet potato and the goat cheese tart. What are your thoughts? I've heard the legends, and I prefer the goat cheese tart over the duck. They're still both good, but I love that tart. It's just so flavorful and puffy and pastry and delicious. So I don't know how to articulate it, but that first taste you put in your mouth of the duck is outstanding. right? I think it's an outstanding flavor. 
like I love that, but I don't know that it's the on the top. I love I love 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 the goat cheese tart. It the onions are like candy. I mean they're so sweet, but again complemented by the, the there's that wonderful rich creaminess of the goat cheese, which is fantastic. Like I almost would like a forkful of the duck and then finish it off with the tart. I think they should also give you a big lump of the caramelized onion on the side for dipping. Almost like a dipping sauce. It almost would be like a kind of like a paste. And you can just like dunk your little pastry in there for a little extra kick. I could eat, you could almost just serve me a plate of well caramelized onions. Like when you make like the macaroni home, like I'll just take a forkful of the onions because I think it's so good. Um, it's a uh, couple other things that are different. I, so it's not as salted as it was when we first had it. It's also the middle of the day, so it's it's warmer now than it was. And I think France doesn't stand up as well in the heat as some of the other pavilions, but I think it's still delicious. Um, but I, the tart, to today the tart, if possible, <laughs> is even better than it was the yeah. first time we had it. Um but I think, this, I mean, in terms of all the kiosks, this is still my favorite kiosk. Knowing that we're going to be going to Mexico. Uh, right, so that's what I'm sort of weighing in my mind is, if I had, and this is the question I'm going to pose to you, our friend who's standing here with us in the, the, the shade and the atmosphere of France, if you could just sort of snap your fingers mm-hmm. and go to Epcot and eat one thing or at one pavilion or kiosk, where would you go, right? And that's sort of after, well, I want to sort of plant that seed, and then I want you to answer that question after we visit Mexico. You've got 10 minutes. I can take you to one place. You could have anything you want or all the things you want on the menu. Which one do you choose? Uh, although I do love the, I do love hearing La Vie and Rose playing in the background, which I think you get a little extra credit for atmosphere here. Let's also touch on what we have not eaten before, which is the desserts. Um, it is a... Um, we don't have Kennedy to pronounce it, but it's a coulis framboise, a brioche cake filled with a light pastry cream and raspberry coulis. Cool. It's sort of a um, little bit smaller than a baseball-sized light pastry with this, a, like a cream puff with a side of the raspberry coulis. Deanna, I'm, I'm going to interpret. You're nodding and smiling, which I assume you're making a yummy face. It's actually really nice. It's light. Um, it's not overbearingly sweet. You definitely need to dip it in the coolie um, because that that adds a that adds nice um, a nice little flavor to it. But that's good. It's like a French Krispy Kreme donut. Mm. Mm-hmm. That texture. Mm-hmm. It's got that texture from the sugar on top, like a light sugar on top. Mm. That's really really good. I like that a lot. And I usually don't like the. I, I admittedly usually don't like the desserts mm-hmm. in France because they're way too sweet for me. This is nice. I wouldn't. It's it's a uh, it's a little on the heavier side compared to the other desserts we've had today, but this is really nice. I would get this again. So I like they. I don't think it's heavy. I, I think the light pastry cream is exactly that. I was expecting a much heavier. I was heavy, expecting a much heavier dessert than what we got. So I mean, this is a really nice trio here. Um, the tart, the duck. Um, and this and the frambois. We didn't even have the, the brioche cake. I'm sorry, we didn't. Ha- we did not have the uh, the chocolate eclair, um, and then we did have the Levian Rose slushy, which I know, yeah, you guys really liked. So, um, Mexico and its chilaquile has its work cut out for it. Let's see, you know, if that's going to. Jason's smiling. Like all of a sudden, he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm back in. I'm all in again on France." 
You backpedaled a little bit, but yeah. It's so good. It's just so good. I love it. I love it. I could go around again. But I'm going to save the room. All right. Save the room. Mexico. I hear Mexico in the background saying, hold my cerveza. So let's see if it can deliver. So we are back in Mexico. Um, I should have actually paid more attention. So is it Yardin? Hardin? Jardin? Is the H-J? The J is H. The J is pronounced H. Nicholas. Yardin? Is it Yardin? Yardin? We're in the Mexico. I'm so, I am so sorry. I'm not being funny. I really don't know. Correct. We are in, we are at the Mexico. Um, and we, I, in the interest of full disclosure, I, I need to be completely transparent. Um, we are recording while we are sampling the chilaquiles con pollo again. But this is not the, this is not our this is literally not our first rodeo. So we were here on Thursday, but this is actually our second order of two. We ordered two to share. We came back to the table, and because of the size of fork fills that people like Deanna are taking, we ate them all. We ate both before we recorded. And Jason's like, "Well, in the interest of you know being." You know, actually recording while we're eating, should we get two more? So these are now our third and fourth chilaquiles, which I think speaks volumes for just how much we are enjoying these. Um, so, go ahead. So I think I have to say now, now that I've cleansed my palate with both, that I absolutely love Mexico on so many different levels. Number one, the, this is just absolutely amazing. Number two, the pairing of these beautiful margaritas. I, I had to get them again because they're just so pretty. And it makes this, I'm going to say it wrong. You say it. Chile, Chile. I have a mouthful. Chilequiles. Chilequiles. No. <laughs> Don't hurt you. Chilequiles. Chilequiles. So much better. So by far, I'm going to say... Mexico for me is the winner. I don't want to say it. It's so no. Say you know. So come on. Good. Go it's ahead. so good. This come is on. better than the duck was today. Huh? This was better than the duck was today. But on Thursday, the duck was still better. But it probably has a lot to do with the time of day and when we started. And that was the first thing you put but in your this, mouth. But this tortilla, I mean, it's such a. I mean, we've eaten so much of this. You would think that they're giving us small portions, but the portion sizes are huge. But it's so good, you can't stop yourself. This is just, it's that good. And the tortilla, it's crisp, it's soft. The, it's so well, If you good. need a it knife to so cut it, but the, but the tortillas are not a hard, it's, it's no, crunchy. It's crispy on the top no, and then it's, it's so It's so good. Like, it's just, and we just keep eating it. And I'm every time that it's almost over, I'm sad again. Because it's that good. We've, this is like the end of our eating around World Showcase. Which so, I, think, I think that speaks volumes. volumes. If we are loving this at the end of eating all day... Right. We're now on our fourth ones today, and I'm still going, Jason, why are you taking such big forkfuls? You're not leaving enough for I me. Know. Like, that's wait. how good this is. So I have to just put this thought in your mouth and, and your, in your taste, wait, wait, in your sense, in your taste palate right now. Close your eyes. I think it tastes like a delicious Frito. There's a Frito taste to it. It's the tortilla. I know, but it's, it's scrumptious. So this is our fifth among us. Chilaquiles. And I think that we are no longer obviously eating it for review purposes. Because <laughs> we all know how we feel about it. And the other thing I love about Mexico is they're not short. Like, it's massive portions. 
And like, I always recommend the drinks at the Mexico kitchens at the at, because they're like real drinks. It's not like you're paying eight bucks for like a shot of something. Like it's a proper drink, like you would get at a restaurant, you know, at the festival. And then yeah, these are like, this is just this is like so easy to eat. It's so like accessible. It's yeah. I mean, this is the one. The this cast members at this kiosk, I kid you not, the cast members at this kiosk are super friendly, so really fun. nice, and. This is a this is a must do, and must do many times for this festival. This is really good, but I'll still get the duck for the festival. It. We did it much too many times in the same day. We've done it many times in the last fifteen minutes. Um, and they're seven dollars. Wow! How are they seven dollars? Yeah. They're seven dollars. The hot dog was eight. This is. This I, I mean, listen, France. I, I love you, man, but I think far and away, the chilaquiles with or without the rosita margarita. Yeah. Is the winner. You know what's no. lovely about the festival? You don't have to choose. Yeah. You can actually get both. And and I think from an affordability standpoint, they're both good sized portions. You can get both and then go back for your favorite. It's delicious. And there's just there's just enough spice to it without it being offensive to somebody who doesn't like spice. Like you've got that little just like that tingle in your I don't know how to say it. But there's layers of flavors and textures, and it's just, it's outstanding. It it fires on all cylinders. Taste, appearance, value. You would think this is the first thing we ate today. Accessibility, yeah. like accessibility. It's there's nothing about it that's not like accessible to somebody who's a picky eater. Like it's yeah, it's the one. It's, the one. it's a spirit lifter too. It's a spirit lifter. Oh, it is a spirit it's lifter. So oh, it is a spirit it lifter. A spirit Thank lifter. you. Thank. That's a perfect description. Yeah. I completely agree. Think about that while I have the last bite. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it's the one to beat because it won. It, yeah. it beat. It, it came and saw it conquered. So I, I will admit that Lisa won this one for sure. So do we say that in terms of, of particular items, the chilequiles would be first? Do we potentially just put, do we sort of lump the duck and the goat cheese together for France for number two? And then if you had to pick a third... Where would it be? The lamb curry the lamb or the tuna tataki, depending what you're in the, the lamb curry was, was fantastic. And don't forget and the, the coconut tail. beer. And the beer. The well, coconut the lime beer. Yeah. 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 lime coconut yeah. beer and the little and the the, and the popsicle. The lime is popsicle. is the beer better than this cocktail? Mm-hmm. Is it yes. is it better than the watermelon? Yes. The beer is definitely that beer, there's something to be said about it because there's this wonderful like coconut like flavor that you get. It's the kicker. It's if you're, if you're a beer, if you're a beer lover, do not miss that beer. I'm not a beer lover, and I still enjoyed it. But I'm not going to say that it like wins out over the margarita because I don't want anybody to be dissuaded from getting the margarita. It, it does win out over the margarita, and I'm not a big beer drinker. But that I could drink again and again and They're again, both great. not in one sitting. But There's no losers here. Coming back to that for sure. I, I wanted to remind you, like we also enjoyed the chicken skewer and the spicy beef shank in China. Like we're free, you know, it's very easy to sort of forget, you know, your ex 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 girlfriend when you haven't had it in a long time. But and the corn is that like the street, the Mexican street, that or whatever they call it, the street corn at um, Trial and Trellis is great if you've got like kids that you want something easy to walk around with. There's a lot of really good stuff here, but yeah, I think our tops are pretty clear. So let's say it's it's Mexico and specifically the chilaquiles. Mm-hmm. France is a second. What's the third? Right? Is it citrus blossom? Is it? You know, where would be the sort of, if you can only visit the three kiosks or the three marketplaces, well, if, what's you're, the, if you're short on time, 
some of the best kiosks are right, right here within a hundred yards yeah. of each other. You don't have to proceed. You're you're missing out on the dock if you. But but I think if you come in through the international gateway entrance, yeah, sure. you hit you can hit France, and then proceed. I say I would say proceed directly to this uh, the front area here of the World Showcase Pavilion and hit Mexico. Uh, Mexico, Franton, La, La Isla Fresca, La Isla Bonita. Fresca. Within, within just the top of World Showcase, you have Mexico with the Chilaquiles and both great margaritas. You've got Trowel and Trellis right next to it, which has the great Mexican street corn, and they have actually some great drinks themselves. Um, they have, um, there's the pineapple hot, the hot dog, the spicy hot dog is right up here. Um, everything at Citrus, what was it called? The Citrus, um, the... Uh, not the pineapple problem. Uh, the citrus blossom. Yeah, everything at Citrus Blossom hit it out of the park. The lobster tail, the crispy chicken, oh, yeah. and obviously the tuna tataki were great. And that's also where you get the key lime coconut mm-hmm. beer. Yeah. And then, oh, um, yeah. and then the um, the Isla Fresca where we got the um, the lamb curry is also right up here. Yeah. So I think, with the exception of France, and I mean obviously there's some good things we ate along the way, but really with the exception of France. All the really killer items are right up here at the top. So top three kiosks, top three marketplaces would be Mexico, France, and Citrus Blossom. Just overall, you know, offerings, um, portion sizes, pairings with different alcoholic and non-alcoholic beverages. Those would be um, the top three. This is clearly a very, very, very subjective list, although there were many, you know, pallets together that that are in agreement. If you have been to... The Flower and Garden Festival. I would love to hear your thoughts about what your favorite marketplace kitchen is, or and/or your specific food item. Um, because again, what I love about this is that you know some of the things that we might not have put on the top of our list. Everything is somebody's favorite. So whether it's Canada, whether it's the American Adventure, there's going to be people that that is their favorite item, and that's the beauty of having so many choices throughout. Um, Look, I would be remiss, um, and I, I don't think I would be. I don't think I'd be um, completely transparent if I didn't say again. This was, this was a difficult and different festival for us in light of everything that's happening, not just around the world, but here. Um, we prefaced this part of the show by saying that it, it comes literally within hours of Walt Disney World announcing that the park is going to be closed um, as of March 16th. Um, again, in the interest of full disclosure, as we were walking in recording today, uh, we came to learn, and this is public by now, so we came to learn that um, all of the college program kids... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Stupid, I know. Um, are being sent home um, in in the wake of what's happening with the virus. Um, that's all we know at this point, but we know personally of friends whose, whose kids have been here for two days to start their program and have to turn around and go home. And while we were literally getting food at one, I, there was a, a two girls in front of us, and I overheard them talking, and, and they were just about to start their college program, and she broke down crying. And... We all sort of felt that with her because she said, look, this was my only opportunity ever to be able to do this. And I just got here two days ago and I have to go home right now and pack and find a flight and go home. And my heart breaks for those kids. Um, 
to work so hard for this opportunity and have to go home. Um, you know, I, I put myself in their shoes and, and, I'm, and I'm heartbroken for them. Uh, and look, as we record this, I don't know if this is going to be applicable. I, I don't know how many people who are listening are going to be able to enjoy the festival. So I hope that this potentially serves multiple masters. If you are able to come, I, I, I hope and pray that that happens because I want you to enjoy this park and the beauty and what the cast members have put together. And if you can't, um, it's not about what you missed, but I want you to sort of look forward to what to expect for future festivals. And hopefully, you know, I say every at the end, the beginning of every show that I want to bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are. I think now more than ever, that's really important. And through all this, I will continue to do the podcast and Wednesday night live shows and other live broadcast in a, in a hope to, to be able to bring that to you. So thank you for sort of indulging this, this um, sort of cathartic dialogue that I need to sort of to get out. But that's why I do what I do. That's why all of us do what we do. And I don't mean to, but I want to plug what you guys do too, because it's exactly, you know, what you guys do is you want to sort of bring the experience to people either as they're planning a trip or when they can't get here. So Jason and Lisa, like tell people what you do and why it's so important that they can find it now and then where they can find you. Um, it's Jason. I'm here with themagic.com and I do immersive videos and sound to bring, it's hard for me to say this actually without getting choked up because I never thought it would. I do what I do is meant to connect and reconnect Disney fans with their, their happy places. And I don't, I never imagined that it would be under these circumstances that, you know, it would be applicable, but I'm, but I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to have a lot of videos that I'm going to be bringing to, uh, to folks over the next few weeks. And hopefully that does help to fill some, some of the void. Um, for me, it's, it's special even just putting the videos together during this period of time. And sometimes it's hard for us to talk about ourselves. So I will tell you, like, I love what you do. But look, you know, the sit back, relax, and enjoy is not just, they're not empty words. It's exactly what I want you to do. And I think that's what the content you create does, whether it's in short form or longer form videos. It's not about POV ride-throughs of attractions. It's those out of the way and sometimes places hiding that are, are in plain sight that you don't sometimes stop and just watch people go by or... One of my favorite ones is not just because it's in Japan, but it's in Japan and it's raining and you're just listening to the rain and you're watching the waterfall and sort of hearing the sounds of Walt and you can sort of just watch it or watch with your eyes closed and it connects you and it brings you to this place, especially now when you might not be able to get there. Lisa? Yeah, I mean, I think most of you guys you know, know me. I've, um, my blog is thecastlerun.com and I also have an Instagram called with the, under the handle The Castle Runner and, um, you know, related Facebook groups and pages. Um, but listen, like, if you know my backstory, you know that I rediscovered Disney during a really difficult time in my life and the reason that it spoke to me and really ultimately the reason why we ended up moving here and making it such a big part of our lives was that I was going through something personally that was very, very difficult and um, was sort of reaching for something that was that brought me light and magic and happiness and in sort of rediscovering that side of myself and that side of things in the world and you know in our moving here yes my blog is very very disney focused um the castle run 
But at the same time, I think that if you read it and if you know me personally, you know that what I'm doing is trying to give you permission to live your best life and not let society dictate what you choose to do or not to do with your life. Um, I walked away from Big Law to move down to Disney World. You might want to walk away from something very different to go after a passion that's very, very different. And I think in doing what I do, I'm trying to give you permission to go after that. Um, and just know that like, as we've been doing this walkabout today and in doing everything that we do, like that I do with Lou or that I do on my own blog, um, you know, yes, we're trying to sort of give you tips and tricks for if you happen to be on vacation here to find the best foods to eat at the festival. But at the same time, we really get how much you guys need this when you're not here. And, you know, in walking around today, I think more than ever, we've been hyper aware that we're not just giving you tips about what to eat when you're at the festival, but we're probably giving you something to listen to and virtually enjoy the parks over the next, you know, weeks or months or however long it is that you're not able to get here for your own reasons or larger reasons. Um, so I thank you. And yeah, I, I'm just as, I'm hurting just as much as everybody else. And like, if you're feeling this and if you're hurting because the parks are closing, like you have permission to hurt, give yourself permission to hurt. Like it doesn't, nothing outranks anything else as far as why this affects you or doesn't affect you. Um, yeah. So I just have to say that, um, we all know that Walt always felt that family was first, and at this time, we need to just all come together as a community and be safe and be with our families because we can reflect on our friendships, what we have, how blessed we are. So, And we talk all the time about the importance of community. I think now more than ever, we need places to find each other and talk to each other and share um, in a very warm, friendly non-judgmental environment and that's why when I ask you to join the, not just the conversation but more importantly the community at www.radio.com slash community this is when I think it's it's even more important so I don't want this to be a downer depressing kind of thing you know hopefully things might turn around and the parks will be open again and this will continue to remain this not only safe but special and magical place and I think that's what it is I think we realize when we talk about this place being magical like this is like this is why like this is we all of a sudden it, it's hitting home why um, so if you have been to the festival if you're coming to the festival tell us your favorite marketplace your favorite food or if not you know you can take a look online and maybe the one thing that you wish you could eat right now if you could snap your fingers and be here so Deanna Nicholas Kenneth wherever you are Lisa and Jason thank you guys so much for being here thank you thanks thank you I mean, a chilaquile for the road would not be the worst. I mean, if we're going to go out on a high note, this is not... I'm not going to hold you back. I'm not going to hold you back. I mean, we could eat one on the way to Spaceship
it's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details, sometimes in what you see or hear, maybe even taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney Prize package. Before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I wanted to keep it simple and fun and make it all about Mickey Mouse because we discussed the opening of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And I told you that Steamboat Willie was the first short starring Mickey Mouse when it was released in 1928, but it was actually the third of Mickey's films to be produced. It was the first to be distributed, but it was the third to be produced. So I asked you to tell me what were the first two Mickey Mouse films that were created before Steamboat Willie? Now, I want to first thank the hundreds of you who entered. Got this one correct. Congratulations to you because you knew that the first two were Plain Crazy and the Gallopin' Gaucho. Now, although they were produced before Steamboat Willie, they couldn't find distributors for the two, but were eventually picked up and released later. So I took all of the correct entries, randomly selected one, and again, last week you were playing for all of my digital products which include my 102 Ways to Save Money for and at Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom's history, details, secrets, and stories. You can find those at the shop at www.radio.com as well as on iTunes and on Amazon. I'm also going to send you a WW Radio vinyl sticker, a WW Radio Magic Band cover, and because we were talking about Runaway Railway, I'm also going to send you a brand spanking new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway pin from the Disney Parks collection. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Jay Ortega. So, Jay, I don't know what Jay stands for, it's just J. Period Ortega. Jay, congratulations. I have your shipping information because you use the online form. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So, this is a it's a sad difficult, uncertain, very strange time for all of us, not just as Disney fans, but literally around the world. And it got me to thinking as a Disney fan that this is the first time in history that all Disney theme parks around the world are closed. And while I know it's sad, I certainly acknowledge that it's relatively insignificant uh, compared to the serious nature of what is going on. But I was thinking about something else that was common to all the parks and that's one attraction so I want you to tell me this week what is the only attraction that could be found at every Disney park around the world now they might be slightly different but the name is also still the same what one attraction what's the only attraction you can find at every Disney theme park around the world you have until Sunday March 22nd at 11.59pm to go to www.radio.com and click on this week's podcast. Again, this week you're going to play for all the digital products, the audio tours, the, the 102 Ways book, the vinyl sticker, the Magic Band cover, and and just because we all need something, a little something extra, a little something special, I am going to put a little something extra special, a mystery prize in your prize package this week. So good luck and have fun. that's going to do it for this week's show again thank you so much for not just taking the time to listen but to share to be part of our community 
and to invite others uh, to be part of the family as well. Again, please go to www.radio.com slash community to be part of the community and conversation. I also want to thank some new longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family for their love, support, friendship, and help. Um, I appreciate you so very much and love being able to give back to you each and every month. I want to thank and welcome some new members, including Steve LaRoque, Matthew Gunn, Brady Weisgerber, Christina Lids, Kimberly Hazard, Avi Erdfarb, and Melissa Krim. I sincerely appreciate and thank you and also love being able to give back to you each and every month. And if you want to find out how you can not only help the show, but get exclusive rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts, we have a private Facebook group, custom Magic Band covers, logo gear, backpacks, t-shirts, care packages from Walt Disney World every month, and exclusive live video group calls and more. You can visit www.radio.com slash support. And please don't forget that a portion of your contributions do go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. And I'd love to stay connected with you, so if you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. If you want to be heard on the air with a question, a comment, you can call 407-900-9391, 407-900-9391. Even, again, during this difficult time while the parks are closed, if there's anything that you would like to say or share, please feel free to call the voicemail. Obviously, our next March Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World has been canceled. However, um, in light of the recent announcement of the closing of the parks until the end of the month and possibly beyond, um, I decided that in my desire to try and have as many people as possible be able to attend, no matter where they may be, our next Meet of the Month isn't going to take place when the parks reopen or in a park or springs and resort instead i want it to happen right in your room like i don't mean literally like in your living room but i want to invite you to our very first virtual meet of the month so how does that work we're going to meet on sunday march 29th at 7 30 p.m eastern but instead of you having to travel to a physical location we're going to gather together in a virtual room and all you need is your computer a webcam and a mic or even just your phone and a free piece of software or an app it's called zoom.us you download it set up an account test your webcam and audio and then rsvp on the event page to let us know that you're going so if you go to www.com events you'll see the event page there then turn on notifications and then i'll send a link to how you can join the room you can log in at 7 30 p.m on sunday march 29th and then sit back relax and have some fun in our first ever virtual meet of the month so it's all sort of gathering in this virtual video conference to talk about anything that you like it's as if we were getting together in the park somewhere but instead this is at the uh in the comfort and safety of your own home again go to www.radio.com events to find out more and now with so much happening and changing and developing really on a daily, if not hourly basis, um, again, now more than ever, I want to try and help you however I can, whether it's working with you one-on-one or small group masterminds, virtual events, virtual presentations. I just don't feel right going all into it now, but if I want to help you and if I can, just go to lumangelo.com or reach out to me and let me know what, if anything, I can do for you. And that does include, I have my Momentum Weekend Workshop. It is in October, which right now seems like a lifetime away. There is an early bird special on tickets. I'm obviously going to extend that as well. But again, you can find everything at lumangelo.com for more information. Thanks, as always, 
to Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. You've heard me tell you why I use them, why I recommend them, why I trust them. But now in this incredibly confusing and strange and uncertain and crazy time, um, I want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to Becky Mankin and her entire team. Uh, The travel industry, obviously, um, like many, um, have been shaken because of this. But Becky and her team have really done an outstanding job of not only helping their clients make cancel, adjust arrangements, but also have availed their services to anyone who has upcoming travel that they may need help with, have questions on. You can reach out to them at mousefantravel.com or via their Facebook page. Um, Again, all at no cost to you. They are trying to just help you and serve you any way they can. Again, over at mousefantravel.com. And for 15 plus years, um, I've said, I've asked you that if you like the show to please help spread the word, let others know about it and share it on Twitter and Facebook. And and now with the parks closed and, and so much bad and sad and, and scary news out there, um, I really want and I hope that this show for you and hopefully your friends will be a way to connect to this place and this feeling and this thing that we love so very much. Um, So I do invite you to once again, not just enjoy the show as I hope that you are, but to share it out to people that really might need some of the Disney magic um, when they can't get there and as a distraction. And, And I hope that this show and this community does that for you and for them as well, and invite your friends to be part of the community and conversation and subscribe and rate and review the show as well to help get the word out. And while things feel, if you've listened to the show before, I'm sure you can sense it in my voice, while things feel different this week, um, I'm here for you, and I'm here because of you, and thanks to you, and I want to thank you by sharing some of your reviews. So Bagel Flip says... Lou is the best podcast, Disney or otherwise. I love listening back to every episode and getting very excited to see the new one drop. Thanks for all you do. Shadow Smith One says it's the gold standard. There's lots of Disney-related podcasts, but this one is simply the best. It's insightful, informative, with a professional polish. Lou is a love for Disney as positively, positivity is infectious. Um, it's exactly what I want to try and spread at this time. Uh, Vanessa746 says... Great content. I learned so much every time I listen to Lou and his shows. Always entertaining and fun. And Ashlyn Comed says, Lou's the best. Great show. He gives honest opinions on everything. He's super passionate. I look forward to each new podcast. I'm hoping that we'll have a meet while we're down there August through September this year. I'd love to meet him. Ashlyn, Vanessa, Shadowsmith, Bagel Flip, and everybody else who has left a recent review. Um, I hope to meet you and thank you um, in person as well. Again, to, to rate and review the show, just search for it and subscribe to it on iTunes or visit www.radio.com slash iTunes um, with a link and instructions exactly how to go about doing that. Um, finally, and most importantly, you've heard me talk about this concept of choosing the good, and sometimes it's harder than others um, to, to find the good and to choose the good, sometimes in bad situations. Um, and I think we're all sort of feeling that right now. And if you're listening to this podcast years from now, it might seem uh, strange, um, but I can't um, and I won't sort of mask um, how I'm feeling and I think how a lot of us are feeling. Um, 
I want you to choose the good. I want you to find the good um, in these difficult times. I hope that this show, this community, this family is a bright light of hope and positivity because even with everything that's going on now, um, as part of my internal mission and philosophy to, to choose the good, I always try and find the bright side or, or a lesson to be learned in everything I encounter. So now with everything that's happening and so much uncertainty, instead of asking, why is this happening? I instead ask, what is this teaching me? Right? I almost think or I would hope that Walt um, would ask the same thing and, and maybe there's a way that we can find and take away a personal or professional lesson from everything that we're experiencing together. And I hope at the very least um, it is something that will and does unite us, um, not as a nation, but as a people. Um, And maybe we can choose to be a little bit better uh, towards one another. Um, I love you and I appreciate you so very much and the gift that you give me um, by allowing me to share this with you. I still hope that this is your best week ever. And if it's not, that it continues to improve. And if there's some way that I can help you, please, please let me know. So until next time, I love you. I appreciate you. See ya. Hi, Lou and WGW radio community. It's Elizabeth from Massachusetts on Friday the 13th. Um, and we are amidst all this crazy coronavirus stuff. Um, the school I teach at is closed for a while now. Um, and it was so sad hearing about all the Disney parks and um, cruise lines shutting down. But I think, like, it needed to be done. And I think, honestly, good on Disney for making a smart and safe call for everybody. Um But I just um, wanted to make a comment to all of you listeners that, you know, I'm involved with, and Lou, you as well, um, with your live post last night, too, and a few different, like, Instagram communities that I'm on um, surrounding Disney that I think Walt would be so proud of how supportive we are of each other, um, how positive we can be even in times like this that are unrelated to Disney. But, um, you know, I'm looking forward to taking this time and being able to all stay in touch and get to interact in the ways that make us happy and talk about what we love. So everyone stay healthy, stay safe, and, yeah, thinking of everybody. Um, hope you're having a magical Friday the 13th. And keep your heads up, guys. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Mackenzie from Canton, North Carolina. Um, I just got listening got done listening to one of your episodes. I think it's 579. Um, and I decided to reach out on call for the first time. Um, back in 2018, I did the college program. And let me tell you, the post-DCP depression is a real thing. Um, thankfully, I knew of your podcast and been listening for about a year um, and decided to get back into it. So I've been listening ever since then. Um, it's kept me happy and kept me close to the parks, even though I'm not physically there. Um, However, I decided recently to go on back down there. So I will be doing the college program again in 2020. So I'll be there in May. 
and I'm super excited. Um, I love listening to your podcast and give me ideas of what I should do that I forgot to do the first time. I just wasn't aware of. And I will let you know um, that you are the number one thing on my to-do list this time. My bucket list top line is to meet Lou Mangiello. So I look forward to uh, seeing you sometime. And I'll guarantee I'll be at least at one of your meet and greets, possibly more. So I look forward to meeting you, and I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Bye. I know that you know the song, but I'm going to play it to begin with, just the way we wrote it. Just for a change, you know. Think what you think of what's going on in the world today, and how people are mistreating each other, and terrible things are happening. It's a good thing to think about the fact that it's a small world, you know. It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware. It's a small world. After all, there is just one moon and one golden sun. And a smile means friendship to everyone. Though the mountains divide and the oceans are wide, it's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. Come on, sing. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. There is just one moon and one golden sun and a smile means friendship to everyone though the mountains divide and the oceans are wide it's a small world after all it's a small world after all it's a small world after all it's a small